Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys, brought to you by the National Hockey Now Network. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys Stanley Cup Playoffs betting preview bonanza. Saturday, April 15th, Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith, our Saturday contributor, Kevin Beach, is back. And once again, back with us. He was with us for a show during the playoffs last year, helping us out to preview the first round of the Stanley Cup playoffs this year. Eddie Lack, clear the track. It's Eddie Lack. No, that was the Eddie Shack <laughs> line. I'm just using it for our guy, uh, Eddie Lack. Eddie, good to have you back. What's kicking right now in the desert? Thanks for having me. Yeah, the weather's beautiful. I'm I'm trying to go off as much as my wife will allow me, and 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 the yeah, we're obviously not uh, having any playoff hockey here in the desert, but 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 uh, look forward to watching the rest on TV. No, exactly. And uh, look, uh, the regular season's over. I'll say this: it, it ended with a bang for me last night. The props were phenomenal. Uh, across the board and the two games that took place last night got uh, Casey Middlestat and Jeff Skinner uh, getting points for us for the uh, Buffalo Sabres uh, that was great to see um, we saw Nathan McKinnon uh, it was only minus 110 by the way on him to score a goal and he needed just one goal to uh, get to 40 which is why I want I bet him to score a goal because I think those milestone numbers matters to players to achieve those and yeah, he needed just one to get to 40. We did a whole lot fucking better than one goal. He got a hat trick last night in uh, leading the Colorado Avalanche to the Central Division title to confirm uh, the playoff matchups in full. So it's a good end to the uh, regular season uh, last night. But we are here now to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. Before we do, though, Eddie's been a frequent uh, visitor to a mullet arena this year. He's taken in a lot of Arizona Coyotes games. Uh, Eddie, tell us about the experience because you know firsthand what it's been like uh, there, the atmosphere, the environment inside the mullet, as I've been calling it all season long with those Coyotes home games. Uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever you want to say about uh, being at the mullet arena this year for a handful of games. Well, the good, it's obviously the location and the atmosphere. I mean, uh, we talked a little bit about it before we went on but but for me it's just 10 minutes to get there compared to like an hour when it was out in glendale so just to, just the convenience of of, of uh, uh getting there it's just so so much better uh the the bad is obviously that it's only seating 5,000 pe people and it's not really s sustainable in the long run <laughs> uh, and uh we have a big, big vote here co coming up in a few, few weeks. So, so it's going to be interesting to like see, because obviously, if the vote is, uh, is no for the new arena, it's probably by, bye bye Coyotes, right? So, um, we'll see what happens there. But, but, but yeah, like uh, this was the first time in a few years that I actually went, went back and watched the Coyotes, because, because it was not worth the drive out to Glendale. <laughs> No, it's uh, and you mentioned that that uh, going to Glendale, it's right in the middle of nowhere. Uh, it's a tough uh, ask to get out there, and uh, if you wanted to, you know, tie one on, you know, at the hockey game there in Glendale, you really couldn't do it uh, because you got to have to drive all the way back. And even if you went there and drunk had a bunch of drinks, you'd have to pay you know shit ton of money for an Uber to get all the way back home. So yeah, makes it uh, tricky for sure. By the way, I mentioned this in the uh, tweet. Obviously, Eddie, 
goaltender. So is Kevin Beach. So we're we've been ambushed by goalies here, Alex. It's a goalie <laughs> yeah, brigade yeah. here on the show. No five hole jokes today. Not right, that, exactly. Not yeah. along those lines. We can't say shit regarding uh, insulting our two uh, goaltenders. But uh, Kevin. Eddie both played the uh, position, but uh, Kevin, of course, Eddie is doing a lot of in- instructionals right now, teaching, uh, right? Uh, Kevin, how's that going? You can, I know that's why you weren't able to join us last night. You had to fill in and coach last Saturday. How's that going? Yeah, I know it's, it's been going well. It's, uh, it's, it's pretty easy transition from, from playing, you know, you're still involved in hockey. It's, it's, it's what you know, you've been doing your whole life. So uh, it's been good, but uh, excited for playoff time here. Uh, my debut on the show was in the road office, so I'm excited to be back in the road office for the start of playoffs here. Yeah, this is this was a uh, flashback to Kevin Beach on the first time he joined us here on the Ice Guys from the uh, from the vehicle, the vehicle office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, traveling, here. the traveling, the uh, traveling, the, the handicapping lab, uh, if you will, uh, and uh, definitely it's a great uh, spot. It's a great yeah. spot to get it done. You probably do your best work there, right? There's no no distractions, you know. You just uh, <laughs> you, got, you you feel like you're outside, but you're still still putting in the work. So it's the best of both worlds. Yeah, no question about that. Um, great job on the uh, TV interview, Eddie, with the uh, Vancouver Arizona game. Yeah. I saw that with your old buddy Dan Murphy Murph on the uh, Canuck broadcasts. Uh, you make the little joke about how Torts put you in net, and uh, and Torts <laughs> probably felt like you know what he said about Konechny. You know, I really don't care what Eddie Lack said about that right there. It probably was that's probably what he would have been thinking if he knew about that. But yeah, it did a great job on the interview. Now we do have to talk a little about Garrett, John Garrett uh, retiring. Uh, obviously, he's been the analyst there for Canuck games on TV for twenty years. I'm sure you interacted with him a little bit, and plus you've got the common interest, if you will. You got that little bond, if you will, as former or at the time you were goaltender for the Canucks, but he, of course, goaltender for the Canucks. Just different eras, way different eras, uh, obviously. But uh, do you have any Cheech stories, Cheech uh, interactions that you had with him uh, when you were with the Canucks? Uh, God, I don't know. It's been a while since I've been retired, you know, like, and I played for so many teams. It's all a blur but... now. <laughs> all a blur. <laughs> no, but I love Cheech and 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 uh, yeah, like he was. Uh, I like feel feel that we have similar personalities, and like he was always smiling and like he, giving me like a fist bump when I went on the plane after a win and stuff. And 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 uh, yeah, just like one one of the great guys in hockey. And uh, gonna miss him for sure. I wish I could throw my hat in the pile to like replace him, you know, when he's retiring now. But but. Uh, uh, I don't know if the Canucks want a stuttering suite on 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 TV every week, you know. <laughs> ah, no, they're, 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 you did a great job, like I said on uh, uh, Thursday night during the uh, interview. And by the way, uh, you talk about goalies uh, just uh, basically invading everywhere. John Garrett was the analyst for the Canucks. Eddie played there. Eddie then went to Carolina. Oh, their analyst forever has been a goal a former goaltender as well. Trip Tracy. Uh, down there in uh, Carolina, who also actually does a very good job. The only problem is I miss the uh, man that was with him all those years, John Forsland. Uh, that was a big loss for uh, Carolina. Uh, of course, he's now in uh, Seattle. But, uh, yeah, so we wish John Garrett well. Uh, what do you think about the Coyotes? I know you're th- right there. Uh, but uh, I thought, you know, uh, Clayton Keller, hell of a season for him. I mean, if I'm the Arizona Coyotes, you know who I'm getting excited about? Logan Cooley. I am really, really excited about him joining this hockey team at some point. Watched him a lot at the World Juniors, in college, of course, in the Frozen Four just now. What a hockey player he could end up being at the next level. So there's some prospects in the pipeline for the Coyotes. We saw Clayton Keller have a big year. Barrett Hayton was good. Matthias Michelli, 
I mean, what an outstanding season for him. I mean, there's some people that might give him just, he's not going to win the Calder, but there's some people that could give him a few votes just based on what he did. But there's some pieces, at least, Eddie, with the Arizona Coyotes they can build on. Yeah, I think that that's like, uh, that's the exciting part here. And, and uh, they definitely have a lot of good, young, upcoming players that, 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 that are gonna gonna be or are already great 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 players, right? I think the uh, the issue that they've been running into is that like they always seem to be in that uh, spot where they have a lot of good upcoming players, but like when are they gonna be able to keep those players when they're actually great and 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 create a team where that that can win, right? Like. Uh, that was like two or three years ago, right? Where they went to the COVID playoffs, right? Uh, and and they did, yeah, beat Nashville. That was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and that was probably their best team that they had in in ten years, right? So, so, uh, yeah, it's 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 tough. Like the new rank is gonna help when if it happens, and and and. Uh, I just hope that they can, like, prove that they have enough attendance to, that they can be a team that spends money on its players to to like uh, retain the good players and also get a few uh, good good free agents that are not thirty nine years old and or on long term IR or <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. That's a. Uh... They've still got a lot of, you know what they'd have to do? They've got to do something with the blue line. The blue line is still a train wreck for the most part for the uh, Coyotes. And they just, they, you can't survive in the National Hockey League just having your goalie eat that much rubber every single night. And every single night, it was 35, 40 shots, you know, being pelted at this, these poor goalies, Vamelka and Ingram, you know, all yeah. season long for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. So they've got to shore that up. They've got to suppress shots. They just got to, you know, not spend as much time in their own D zone as they did uh, all season long. But that's going to come, I think, you know, with getting, you know, upgrading the blue line, drafting well, developing well. Uh, all of that should lead to uh, better things uh, long term from the uh, Coyotes there uh, on the uh, blue line. Yeah, Alex, go ahead. Oh, yeah, I guess, uh, Eddie, you know, that was the thing I was asking about with Karel Vamelka. You know, obviously his numbers are, are great because he's facing so many shots and, he, and he's had to really kind of shoulder the workload. Is he a quality goalie, an elite type of, of goalie? Like is he is he the kind of guy maybe, you know, if he gets moved elsewhere, it could have like a Linus Olmark kind of a season. All of a sudden he's, you know, one of the top goalies in the league. Or is he, you know, where do, where do you assess uh, Karel Vamelka? So I've said for like the past year that I think he's a top 10 goalie in the league. And, and, and uh, with the – uh, with the amount of shots that he's facing and the quality shots and everything like that, like, like that's the thing. It's like, the quality too. These are yeah. dangerous chances, like a, a, like crazy that the Coyotes are giving up nightly. Yep. He's a re- really really good goalie, like, uh, and I don't know, but the Coyotes have like a history of of bringing forward good good goalies as well. I think so. Sure. So, yeah. so uh, it's it's it's. Uh, it would be interesting to see what he could do on another team, but uh, I am hoping that he would stay here and I would have something fun to watch, you know, instead. So, right. uh, I am hoping that the team can just like uh, kind of go up to his level instead of him ha- ha- having to go uh, somewhere else. 
Yeah, no doubt. Uh, what do you think, Kevin, with uh, Karel Vamelka? Is it is it just a simple case of yeah, put him in Carolina instead of Arizona, where you know the defensive play in front of the goalie is so much better, and he probably as a goalie could be so much better as well. Well, definitely the amount of games that he either steals or just keeps his team in the game uh, yeah. when he's just getting shelled is definitely something something to notice. Um, I mean, there is that adjustment where now if you are on a better team, you have to feel a play when you're not, not seeing as many shots. Um, so that is, that is an adjustment, but for sure it's an eye opener when you see how many games that like they shouldn't be in the game and, and he keep he keeps them in it and, and they find a way to win. So uh, yeah, on one of the top teams in the league, he, he could be up there uh, in the top 10 of the league for sure. I agree with, with Eddie there. Yeah. And a couple of news notes, and then we'll finally get into the uh, playoff previews. we got eight series to uh, get to, but uh, Peter Laviolette and Washington uh, part ways, mutually part ways is what the, uh, uh, report stated. Um, I think he was ready to move on. He doesn't want to be part of a rebuild. I guarantee you that. You know, Peter Laviolette's been a coach that's always been in a contention type of mode. You know, right around, always a playoff coach, looking to win a Stanley Cup, going back to when he was with the Islanders in his first job. And then, of course, Carolina, where he won the Stanley Cup. Uh, Philadelphia got to the Stanley Cup final against Alex's Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, the goal that went in that we didn't even know it went in, uh, that Patrick Kane scored to end that series. And then, of course, Nashville took them to a Stanley Cup final uh, as well, where they lost to Pittsburgh. Uh, and here in Washington now, where it wasn't nearly as successful, but I think he want, he didn't want to be part of a rebuild, and I think they were ready for a change as well, the management of the Capitals. So I truly believe it when it says, you know, they parted ways mutually. I think that's probably how it played out. And Brad Larson also not coming back. Uh, he was uh, let go by the uh, Columbus uh, Blue Jackets. So those are the uh, words. And uh, the problem now with Columbus is who's going to want that job? You know, that, that that's the thing. It's it's always location, 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 the area, you know, where what the team is at right now. Things might change, though, if they land a certain, you know, number 98, though, uh, in a few weeks in the uh, NHL draft lottery, Connor Bedard. And all of a sudden, you know, every coach known to man might be jumping at the chance to uh, coach Columbus and uh, Connor Bedard leading the way. But uh, I don't want to talk too loudly about those possibilities because I can just see Alex just uh, cringing right now as a Blackhawk fan. Don't you dare say that the Columbus or Anaheim or some of these franchises are getting Connor Bedard. So, uh, but uh, what do you think, Alex, of those moves? Laviolette being uh, out and uh, Larson being out. Yeah, I mean, with Laviolette, you know, like I said, yeah, he's not going to be, you know, sticking around for what's going to be, a, I think, a lengthy rebuild for for Washington, and especially once Ovechkin's done. That's when we're probably going to see everything just kind of you know, rebuilt from scratch. So uh, it makes sense. You know, he's an, an older coach and has been successful everywhere he goes. So he'll bounce around somewhere else. Like I said, maybe if, if Columbus were to land Bedard, maybe he goes to Columbus uh, and, and fills that spot with Larson. I think Larson still has a chance to be a good NHL head coach. Maybe he could use some time in the AHL. I mean, he wasn't, you know, brought into the best of situations, obviously, with this, uh, you know, Columbus team. Like I said, they always have a tough time signing guys and bringing guys there. So, uh, you know, that would be a, a big change for them, too. But uh, with Washington, like I said, yeah, it's just going to be a while with them, and and they'll need somebody who can kind of weather the storm. You know, it's interesting. Luke Richardson's doing that right now. You know, it'd be interesting to see maybe a couple of years down the line, he bounces and goes somewhere else, and the Hawks maybe get a more experienced coach. So uh, this could end up – I don't know why I'm saying this in my head. This could end up being kind of a carousel thing. Maybe Laviolette takes a TV job for a year and then gets back in the coaching. And like I said, I like what Luke Richardson's done with the Hawks, but I think he's – that kind of a guy that can build a team. I don't know if he can really carry a team through. He would probably be a better fit in Washington where Laviolette might actually be a better fit. If Chicago can get the rebuild going quick. So, 
Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they uh, end up. And, uh, of course, the draft lottery is very right around the corner. It'll be early in May. All right, now the good stuff. It's time to talk Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, this is an open-ended preview show. Like, we're going to go through each series in the first round. There's eight of them. But whatever props you want to talk about, if you want to talk about futures to win the conference and the uh, Stanley Cup, I've already bet a bunch of them, before, well, a few of them before the season. You know, I had uh, the one that's already gone is Calgary motherfuckers uh but i'm still mad at them calgary uh sick of their 42 shots on goal every night and one goal to show for it the calgary sternum zeddy lack uh i don't know if you if i told you that already in our text but i've I've called them the calgary sternums all year and do you know why that is because they're so good shooting the puck right into the sternum of the goalie every single time no creativity they don't elevate it they don't look for the top corner they don't look to roof it under the bar no it's the calgary sternums because they shoot it right into the crest right into the chest of the opposing goalie it's been the running joke all year uh eddie with the calgary flames for us on this show do you think it's a coaching or a player issue it's, it's i think well jonathan huberto like he said he said it in the press conference yesterday did he lose his skills in one year to drop from 115 points to 55 uh, in this season. That's an incredible drop, by the way, uh, for Huberto. I think there's just it, – it's it's a different fit because you you can go fire wagon hockey in Florida if you're Huberto. Look at Kadri too. He comes from a system in Colorado where it's get up and go and get up into the play at all times. Daryl Sutter never wants that to be part of his team at all times. So it's an adjustment. And I think, you know, the coaching and the style and the system that was implemented on those players, Huberto and Kadri coming from those up-tempo, you know, breakneck paced squads of Colorado and Florida last year. Bad fit, Eddie. I think it's a combination of both. I think it's more the system didn't fit him. And it's hard to, to imagine that two dozen forwards and defensemen forgot how to you know look for you know shooting angles, you know, in, in one year. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that that's like kind of the angle that I am at too. So it's gonna be interesting to see. I mean, obviously everyone kind of there was a chance that they were going to rebuild already last year, right? And 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 uh, now, I don't think they're going to rebuild for as long as Trees the G, G, GM there. Though I feel like they're they're just going to try to reload on on the fly and just take take what they get. But uh, uh, I also saw a interview with Lindholm from his exit meeting yesterday and they asked him about well you only have one year left of the contract and stuff and he gave like a really like weird like delayed answer and I texted him after I'm like hey you get one like kind of awkward question and you start stuttering like me and he's like oh my god my mom's been all over me over this all day so <laughs> no it's gonna be interesting to like see see what's gonna happen with them but but uh, uh probably they're probably they're gonna change coach in my opinion because uh yeah uh you can't change out the entire team. <laughs> I, I still think Tree Living did as good, uh, did a decent job putting the roster together. When you, I you agree, have to lose Gaudreau and Kachuk in the same off season, no, uh, and to have to no. all of a sudden make do with that and rebuild the roster. On I thought it was a good looking play, at least a playoff caliber roster going into the. And season. it's not Tree's fault that 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 they don't have a new rank 
and and that's one of the reasons why players oh, don't want to read, read, read. Yeah, yeah, I know. I heard that too. So it's, uh, yeah, uh, they definitely got some 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 things to take care of over there. Yeah, they sure do. And you know what? It looked like that team all year, and we'll get off the Calgary tangent in a sec, but all year they looked like they were tightly wound up, you know, very, very stressed. Uh, it looked like that even late down the stretch. It looked like they were – everybody was just – there's this collective weight on all their shoulders, and uh, that's what happens when uh, the pressure ramps up. You're on the verge of missing the playoffs. You eventually miss. didn't look like they had fun. You know, we always talk about teams that are tight-knit and they're – you know, they get they not not that they didn't get along, but the the situation with their performance as a team, I think, really hurt their camaraderie and just things being nice and uh, a nice vibe in the dressing room, that kind of thing. And obviously, Daryl Sutter, he pushes buttons, especially when things aren't going well. So that didn't help things uh, either. All right, let's start our playoff previews. We're going to start in the West this time uh, with our playoff previews because it's too many times I get. Uh, we, we always start in the east, east bias, east coast bias. So we're going to start with the west, uh, and we'll start there today with the uh, playoff uh, series previews. We're going to start in the west with the first round matchup between the Winnipeg Jets, second wild card team taking on the Vegas Golden Knights, winners of the Pacific Division. Uh, we've got Vegas minus one seventy uh, series favorites here uh, against the uh, Winnipeg Jets. Uh, this should be a fascinating uh, series, of course, because you've got a couple of elements here that are uh, in play. Uh, these teams actually played in the West final uh, a couple of uh, years ago, if you'll remember. Uh, coming into this uh, series, let's start with Vegas. It's a whole boatload of goaltending questions that uh, for the uh, second half of the season, when you look at the fact that uh, Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill uh, were both injured down the stretch, four different goalies started games this year for the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, and it looks like it's still day-to-day -day entering game one uh, on uh, Tuesday night for both Logan Thompson and Aiden Hill. If you watch what Bruce Cassidy, guys, was doing with his goaltending down the stretch, how do you not think Laurent Brossois, you know, is going to be your game one starter? He got all the starts down the stretch uh, in the big games, uh, including the Seattle finale, which they needed to win to uh, – clinch the division. So I think Laurent Brossois, from all indications, is going to be in there uh, in game one against his former team because he was backing up Connor Hellebuck, of course, uh, with the uh, Winnipeg Jets before uh, joining the uh, Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Winnipeg had a brutal run after after a red-hot start. We actually thought they, could, they were in the contention to win the division after the first couple months of the season. Then they just totally fell apart to the point where we were wondering if they were going to fall right out of the playoffs, but they got their shit together the last couple weeks of the uh, season, uh, which ended up uh, being uh, significant. Uh, and the reason why they were able to get going down the stretch is, look, uh, Pierre-Luc Dubois, Kyle Connor, Nikolai Ehlers, uh, they all stepped up, Shifley as well. You know, they got big contributions from those guys down the stretch. I mean, Shifley finished the season with three straight goals. Uh, Ehlers was very strong down the stretch. He had, what, points in seven of the last eight games. Uh, Kyle Connor, same thing. He scored some big goals when they were trying to uh, put their uh, clamp down on the uh, wild card spot. So need those guys to step up. I think if you look at Winnipeg, you know, in terms of their lineup, the, uh, the forward group, uh, top six is strong. I don't know how much you're going to get from the bottom six. Uh, I like Adam Lowry, though, as a third-line center, you know, and the job he can do at both ends of the ice, a great two-way center. Defensively, you look at what they have, and Josh Morrissey having a Norris Trophy candidate-worthy season. Uh, Pionk, Brendan Dillon, Dillon DeMello, 
uh, rounding out that blue line, uh, Dylan Sandberg, and we'll see if Nate Schmidt, the veteran's good to go for Vegas. I still think Vegas has the better blue line, one through six. Uh, Martinez, Petrangelo, McNabb, Shea Theodore. You know, these guys have been around uh, quite a long time. And we're going to get our first glimpse of Jack Eichel uh, in the playoffs. This is going to be his very first time in the playoffs. He'll probably be fired up for it. Uh, this is a series where more than anything, I haven't bet uh, a prop yet. I think Vegas is going to end up uh, winning this series. I think it's it's tough to gauge because Winnipeg with Hellebuck in net and you know, the way they were at least a little bit better defensively down the stretch. They could make this a closer series than expected, but I'm still going to side with the Golden Knights here to get through the uh, Winnipeg Jets. I think in six is kind of what I have around my thought process about how long this series could go. So I might bet an exact games prop here uh, in this uh, Winnipeg uh, Vegas series, uh, the series to go to uh, six games. Uh, there are a fan duel, uh, DraftKings, all the major books. You can bet that plus 200. I think. Vegas and six is kind of what I have in my mind here uh, in this series. Alex, what do you think here? Jets, Golden Knights. Great match. Think alike. I have this series going six games. I got plus 205. I don't know if Vegas wins this, though. Uh, and it's funny because as much as I talk shit about the four wildcard teams, I said this is the worst wildcard card grouping uh, since they've changed the format. Now you got teams, you know, that are the top seeds that are, you know have question marks, and this goaltending thing now with with uh, Vegas, you know, it, it, I think it might be an issue. Obviously, it's a huge edge uh, for the Jets with Hellebuck. When you got Vegas, like you said, you know, you got four goalies that you could potentially roll with. Well, if you got four goalies, you don't really have one, uh, and that's kind of how I feel with Vegas right now. Laurent Brossois going up against his old team, you know, is that going to really matter too much? I don't think so. Uh, but just, you know, him in this big of a spot, I just don't know if he's going to really step up to that next level and outduel Connor Hellebuck. That's a that's a tough ask for most goaltenders, I would think. So uh, that big edge really kind of has me looking at just, you know, staying away from which team advances. I'm just looking for a six game series. And I also took a shot with three games to go to overtime at eight to one. I got that at BetMGM. Uh, like I said, I, just think I expect tight hockey. You know, Vegas at home played a lot of unders, especially early in the season. I could see this being uh, one of those, you know, one of those series that's kind of like an old late 90s, early 2000s kind of dogfight style. We see a lot of overtime, a lot of maybe double, triple overtimes as well in, in this one. It's going to be a, it's going to be a battle. And I think whichever team makes it out of this series, probably a team you'd want to fade in the second round. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Yeah, I think Winnipeg. I think there's a puncher's chance for Winnipeg just because you know of the situation where it's Laurent Brossois and Jonathan Quick and, until further notice, until you know either Logan Thompson or Aiden Hill are suddenly cleared, you know, to be in the uh, pipes for this uh, series. So that's still when you fat when you compare that with Connor Hellebuck, you know that that could be an advantage for the uh, Jets. But I still like this Vegas team, the way they played. I like the way they played and the way Bruce Cassidy coached this team with all the goaltending question marks. Look at how they played at both ends of that. They were very good. And, and I think I'll take their team still over Winnipeg. But that goaltending question mark, you know, does hang over this series a little bit. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Winnipeg, Vegas. Yeah, this is going to be a good series. Uh, in my bracket, I have Vegas in seven, but it's, it's not a price I want to play uh, on a bet for them to win a series. I think I agree with Alex. It's going to be a lot of close games. Um, I think it's just too close for me. The one that pops out is the series leading goal scorer. Uh, the fourth best odds, Mark Shifley. Okay, I don't know if I'm missing something. Uh, Eichel's first. Like, I think he has uh, one goal in his last 10. 
Uh, Kyle yeah, there's Connor. no way I'm betting Eichel. That price on Eichel to be the leading yeah. goal scorer in this series is totally absurd. I mean, you yeah, can bet it if you want, but there's no value there. Vegas doesn't have a 30-goal yeah. scorer. Um, so, Shifley at plus 900. He's scoring his last three goals of the season. Uh, by far having the best season as a goal scorer here. Uh, I, I I like those odds a lot. So, I'm my one bet of the series is uh, Mark Shifley plus 900 to be the, the top goal scorer in the series. Yeah, good stuff. At 12 to 1 at DraftKings, actually, plus 1,200 with uh, Mark Ooh. Shifley to be the uh, leading goal scorer uh, there. So, a, a really good uh, price, no question. Uh, uh, oh, wait a minute. That might be most points. Okay, let me see. Okay, that was. That was most points. Uh, what do they have as most goals for uh, Shifley? Oh, they only have plus 600 for most goals. So, you actually have a better price, Kevin, with your bet on Shifley there, plus uh, nine. Yeah, I'm looking at it on uh, yeah. FanDuel at the moment, and it's still, uh, still plus 900. You know who I'm going to go, and I actually that reminds me of a prop that I do like, and I was going to get to it at the end, but I'll get to it now since you mentioned it. And Kevin Beach uh, and Eddie, I told Eddie this too. Kevin Beach is a, a prop guy more than anything; like he'll bet more props than actually side, which I like at this time of year. Like I'm going to be hot and heavy with the props uh, throughout the uh, Stanley uh, Cup playoffs and same game parlays. We'll put a bunch of those together. Uh, my plan is to have one for every game, honestly. A Stanley, a same game parlay, every game, every series, and we'll see how it goes. But as far as the uh, the points, the the leading point getter for this Vegas Winnipeg series, I'm going to go with uh, at, at a nice price. Riley Smith at fourteen to one for the Vegas Golden Knights. How many times did we see Riley Smith, or how many times was I on a Riley Smith player prop for points down the stretch? Like he was really good, and he was injured. He got missed some time, came back, and he started to produce again for the Vegas Golden Knights. I love that value, fourteen to one. Riley Smith, Vegas Golden Knights, plus 1,400 to be the leading point getter uh, in this series. You know, he's a top six forward guy. He's going to play on the power play. You look at the production down the stretch. He had four points in the last two games. Remember, he missed that time. He had five points after he returned from that injury in six games. Look what he did before the injury. He was on fire. He had one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, 10, 11, 12 points in uh, 10 games right before he got injured and missed those four games at back in, uh, I believe it was, uh, yeah, late March. So overall, you factor in what he did before the injury, five, a respectable five points in six games after the injury. He's live. He's very live, I think, at plus 1,400 Riley Smith to be the leading point getter uh, in this series for the Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, Eddie, what do you think here, Winnipeg, Vegas? Yeah, I have to agree with you, Vegas and six. Uh, obviously... A uh, little bit question marks with the goalie, <laughs> uh, but uh, I've I've always liked Brossois throughout his career, and uh, obviously he missed mo- most of the season with injuries and stuff, but uh, came back, and I think he's been really good at the end. So uh, I I I uh, think that Vegas in in general just have a lot better team, and I think it's going to show. Yeah, like in Vegas, it's hard not to uh, hard not to like the Vegas squad, you know, uh, top to bottom more. Uh, and they, based on the wonderful, like this is the number one seed in the Western Conference. And that's what's remarkable, right? That they're the number one seed in the Western Conference. They beat Colorado. They beat other teams out for that with all the injuries and all the man games lost. And it's not just the goalies anymore. You know, uh, Eichel missed time. They had Theodore. They had Petrangelo missed time. They had Riley Smith out for a bit. Uh, they had a lot of their key forwards that missed time. Mark Stone who all of a sudden 
missed mysteriously might be back here for this series. We'll have to wait and see on that, but they, they were without Mark stone, you know, for much of the uh, season as well. So all of a sudden might get all these guys uh, might get Mark stone back and uh, make this team even uh, tougher going into the uh, playoffs. That's how I'm saying the Western conference was this year, the two teams to win the divisions, I know Colorado had lost over 500 man games. I think it was somewhere around four, four fifty for Vegas. So it showed you the depth that they have, and, and of course, great coaching, just uh, you know, great overall organizations. But uh, that's that's a wild stat. Probably something you won't see happen too often. All right, we've got the uh, Seattle Kraken and the Colorado Avalanche now. Uh, next uh, series in the uh, first round in the uh, Western Conference. Uh, Colorado minus two sixty uh, series favorites here against the uh, Seattle Kraken. Uh, Colorado should advance, but um, I'm telling you what, not exactly inspiring performances late in the season at times from the uh, Avalanche. Even last night against Nashville, um, the defensive game hasn't been as uh, stout, I think, down the uh, stretch uh, for the uh, Avalanche either. I mean, every time they they had that great start against Nashville last night in the clinching uh, game for the uh, Central Division, and, you know, they just kept letting Nashville uh, back into the uh, game. Uh, and eventually they needed the Nathan McKinnon hat-trick goal to finally win it. So uh, it'll be interesting. And as good as a season of, as Alexander Georgiev, you know, has had for the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, coming over from the Rangers where he backed up Shesterkin and good numbers, 2.53 goals against 918 save percentage. First playoff foray for him, you know, as a starting goaltender. Let's see how he fares there in that regard. Meanwhile, uh, you know, Philip Grubauer, uh, the goaltender for uh, Seattle, you know, he has played in the playoffs before. So actually, the, he's got way more playoff experience, honestly, compared to uh, Alexander Georgiev. So it'll be interesting to see, although it's obviously we know who the better goalie's been this year. It's been Georgiev. It's been another up and down type of season for uh, Philip Grubauer, although he did show signs of finally getting it together uh, down the stretch. And that gives you optimism here for the uh, Seattle Kraken. He gave up two goals or less in five consecutive starts, four consecutive starts uh, to start finish the regular season, uh, Philip Grubauer. So there's no doubt um, he probably played his best hockey of the season uh, down the uh, stretch. I think if you're Seattle, uh, Jared McCann, who's been just ex- just incredible for them, Matty Beneers has kind of tailed off in the second half, and that's not shocking, right? Coming straight out of college, you're playing your first 82-game regular season. You know, there may be something – to, to be said about him hitting a bit of a wall. Uh, maybe he's done that a little bit for uh, Seattle, but he still had a very solid year overall. But Jared McCann's been, you know, the straw that stirs the drink offensively for Seattle late in the season. Vince Dunn, uh, as well on the blue line, has been a point producer, uh, supreme for this uh, uh, Seattle Kraken team. So that's going to be fascinating to see if that keeps going uh, moving forward. You know, the way I look at this series here, and I'm seeing the, uh, the prices that we're getting here with the uh, – Seattle and uh, Colorado series. Um, I'm not as sold on this being a, a sweep for Colorado um, I, or even five. I, I could honestly see Seattle winning a couple, but I do think at the end of the day, Colorado is going to end up a winning this series and advancing. But um, I think this, I think game to game in this series, it's going to be a little bit closer than you would think. And there, this could be another series where if you take, you know, Seattle and, you know, as big, as, as not as big underdog on the money line, but you look at some handicaps, you look at Seattle team totals 
in this series. I think there's potential for them to go over. You know, they're going to be two and a half, I think, with some team totals in this series. That could be a way to approach it here with uh, Seattle cracking. And I think even overs in this series might be worth a look because Colorado, we know offensively, they showed it last night. Dangerous as can be, there's no doubt. But and I think Seattle's going to have a hard time containing them. But I didn't exactly love the way the Avalanche were playing and defending and keeping pucks out of their net. And they were giving up a lot of open ice, a lot of time and space to the opponent down the stretch. It has me concerned a little bit. And has me also thinking this could be a higher scoring series uh, as well. Uh, Alex, what do you think here? West first round, Kraken, abs. Yeah, last night I kept looking at this matchup, and that's the thing that kept sticking out to me is that I think it's going to be a lot of overs. It's going to be a high scoring series. And, you know, the edge there, of course, leads back to goaltending. Would be certainly with Colorado, like I said, Grubauer has more experience, or, or sorry, Grubauer has more experience with Seattle, but got that experience in Colorado. And now Yorgiev, you know, finally finding his way after, you know, that 1A, 1B system in New York, you know, just didn't really suit him well. He needed to, you know, take the reins. And, and that's the thing, when the goalie finally gets a chance to break out like that, you know, if they can step up and deliver, he certainly has. If he should go down for any reason, you have Pablo Francois, who was the backup last year with the Cup winning team, had to come in in some spots uh, when Kemper got banged up and, and played well. On the flip side with Seattle, if Grubauer goes down, which he's had some injury issues and different things, you, you have to turn to Martin Jones. Don't feel comfortable backing uh, Martin Jones in a seven-game series, to be honest. So if I had to lean anywhere, it would be with Colorado. But I just don't like, like I said, the, their form right now. They don't look like a defending Stanley Cup champion necessarily coming into the playoffs. Even though they've had a good run in the regular season wrapping up, I just there's just those little bits and pieces that they don't look even close to what they did a year ago in this in this spot. So like I said, I think Seattle will have some chances to win. Definitely would be looking for Seattle in game three. Um, I'm, I'm just going to take this game by game. I already have over six minus ten for game one. Uh, I, I definitely think this is going to be one of the more wide open game ones of the, of the eight that are scheduled. And uh, I think this whole series could be a bit high scoring. So I'm not taking any uh, series uh, side or any series bet. This is just going to be a, a game by game process. Kind of do the whole storyboard mode that I always talk about. Take things period by period and game by game with these two. Yeah, exactly. Game by game. I know someone in our chat there, Case in 780, Kraken uh, playing with no pressure at all going into the series. Kraken plus one and a half games. Series handicap for me uh, to take this yeah. to uh, to seven. Wow. And we'll see that right at the, at the, in game one. We'll see if they're playing loose and free or if they're you know caught in the moment being you know the first playoff series against the defending Stanley Cup champions. We'll, we'll, we'll know that in the first 20 minutes, I feel. Yeah, and how healthy is Kale McCarr? It's true. Uh, that's going to be a big looming question uh, going into this series because, again, he didn't play uh, basically at all down the stretch. Uh, they say he's going to be back for the playoffs, but you're talking about a lower body injury. You're talking about he's been banged up in multiple, you know, multiple ways this year, suffered multiple stints away due to injury. So, you know, how healthy is – and Kale McCarr, again, is such a big component for – what makes the Avs uh, go? You know, I look at the props, and I know Kevin will get uh, you'll, uh, you'll get to them here in just a, a second as well. But uh, you know, there are a couple that stand out. I don't think it's the craziest thing in the world, even if Seattle loses this series, which they very well might. Like, obviously, people are going to be most interested when they look at the uh, prop market here and see. Let's bet Nate McKinnon. Let's bet Miko Rantanen. You know, the leading goal scorer, leading point getter, and I understand that to a certain degree. You may want to go in that uh, direction, but uh, and I think this is one of the series where there's a lot of books that don't have the goal and the point uh, getter props posted yet because these mat matchups just got confirmed last night. But uh, you know, I think in this spot here tonight, uh, and I'd I'd consider McCann. 
I'd consider a done, and especially in the point getter category because of just they were just ridiculous with their point production for Seattle down the stretch. Uh, Kevin, what are you thinking here? Seattle, Colorado. Yeah, um, actually, props, props. I haven't seen posted yet, so I'm still waiting on on, on prices there. Uh, I'll be really interested to see what what, what comes out there. Um, in my bracket, I have Colorado on five. Um, I I think they're just they've been on too strong of a run, even though if, if they've been a little bit sloppy, uh, if that body's in and out, uh, they are getting healthier. It's supposed to be. I mean, Lekkonen Le just got back in the lineup. Um, I believe Manson's going to be back. You know, he's been out a yeah, long time. Huge. Yeah. Yeah. Makar has been in and out, so they've been dealing with that. Um, I, I think they've been kind of resting him a little bit too. Um, so kind of hoping he's, he's a little more healthy there. Um, the price I did find on, on FanDuel, though, was minus 235 for them to win. So I like that price a lot better than than what was posted here. Um, but, yeah, I think they're, they're, they're my vote to make it to the, the conference final. Um, I think they're just too strong, and, and they've been doing this with, with injuries. You know, like, like the whole whole stretch here. So, uh, with with these extra bodies, especially if Manson gets back in, uh, Makar's back in. Um, yeah, I, I like him to, to take care of business against against Seattle. Yeah, that is. So one I will. Thing that... I will play that. I will play play that price, even though it's a it's it's a price to, to play. I'm uh, I'm confident enough in them that I will play that price for them to, to take the series. And that's it's, and everybody's got their own opinion on what value is. Uh, like Kevin just said, minus two thirty five for him's value. It's a good price. Uh, in this series with the uh, abs, even laying a number like that. So it's, again, it's uh, up to uh, each individual, definitely in terms of what they vision, you know, as a uh, value in the uh, price uh, as far as the series numbers. But uh, yeah, when I look at it too, as well as for Colorado talked about, like I say, I didn't love their defensive game down the stretch, but there is one guy that can instantly make it a lot better. Josh Manson, Josh Manson's the one guy that's good in his own end. He'll is physical. He'll lay someone down in front of, lay someone out in front of the net, clear the front of that. He's a great, great, you know, defense. He's one of the, like, there's so many, you know, great skaters, puck movers, jump up in the play offensively minded on that back end. Even Devon Taves is good at both ways, but he's become much more offensive minded as well. Devon Taves and McCarr, uh, and go on down the list. They're all offensively minded, many of them more than defense. Well, Josh Manson's that one guy that really is defense first on that blue line. So having him back is enormous for the uh, Avs. Eddie, what do you like here? Seattle, Colorado. I like Colorado. Uh, it obviously depends uh, what happens with McCarr. I mean, he is uh, one of the top players in the league. He was the best player in the playoffs last year. So uh, to me... It all kind of depends how healthy he is, and 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 if if they've actually been resting him, and he's close to a hundred percent here. I mean, I don't think it's going to be be even close. I think it's going to be five games pro- probably before before Colorado wins. But um, big big question mark with the health on a lot of players on on Colorado, and that's kind of what what we see throughout the board with teams that 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 go far or win the year before i mean we saw how beat up tampa bay was in the finals last year too right so um i i i i i think colorado and they managed to play some really really good hockey with with a lot of missed games from important players so uh if they're just semi-healthy. I think it's just going to be 
like five 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 games for the silver. All right, like in Colorado in five. All right, Minnesota Dallas. We've got Dallas Stars minus one forty series favorite uh, against the uh, Minnesota Wild. Um, I hope Terry Edelman's not watching. He's not going to be thrilled about this, but uh, I like Dallas. I do. Uh, I think it was a big, big missed opportunity for Minnesota to get home ice. I mean, they looked like they could win the division a couple weeks. Remember, they put that great run together. They were winning two to one games, three to one games, great defensive play. They were winning games without Kaprizov uh, during that stretch. He was injured, and they st- still somehow, some way, uh, were able to, you know, still actually hang in there with Dallas and Colorado in the Central Division race. And I thought, man, they could still win this division and at the very least get home ice. Well, nope, they didn't win the division. They fell short of that, and they fell short of home ice. And I think it could come back to haunt them here uh, in this uh, first round against a Dallas Stars team. Was they're not there? I don't think to me there was many teams playing better than Dallas down the stretch. I mean, I, I was very impressed with the uh, Dallas Stars. If you look at Dallas and their shortcomings last year, when they lost to the Calgary Flames in seven games in the first round, for yeah, they were right there, but they were only right there because of Jake Ottinger. Let's be real. That series was all Calgary. It only got to game seven because of Jake Ottinger's heroics uh, in net. And the big problem they had last year was getting goals at key times. That was not a great offensive hockey team, Dallas Stars, last year. I think it's totally different this year for them offensively. They've got potency. They've got some offensive punch uh, this year that they didn't have last year. Robertson has been uh, incredible. Rope Hints, Joe Pavelski, and I'll get to some props involving him in a minute. Uh, for this series. Uh, Mason Marchman, Max Domi, uh, Tyler Sagan is healthy again. Ben was good down the stretch. The young 19-year-old rookie, Wyatt Johnston, what an incredible first season for him. This guy hasn't even turned 20 years old yet, and he had 24 goals, 41 points in his first NHL season. You know, absolutely outstanding uh, for the uh, Dallas Stars. Now, the one thing that could turn this series in Minnesota's favor is goaltending of Philip Gustafson, being as strong as it's been much of the season. He was very good. Let's give him his props. Uh, Philip Gustafson had a great season for the uh, Minnesota Wild. But I think when you look at how things stack up for the uh, Minnesota Wild coming into these playoffs, you know, I think the absence, quite honestly, of Joel Erickson is massive if he's not ready to go uh, here with the lower body injury. He's almost certainly going to miss at least the first few games of this series, if not the entire series, because it's a week-to-week injury for him. That's a guy that not only gives you offense, face-offs, great defensively, an outstanding defensive forward for this Minnesota team. He will be dearly missed for this squad. There's no question that suffer, uh, I think, even more at the defensive end. Now, he had a nice 61-point season, 23 goals, 38 assists, but his defensive contributions to this team uh, are massive. Uh, You know, Kaprizov will have to have a big series. Matt Boldy is going to have to be uh, a huge impact game-breaker for the uh, Minnesota wild. But you know, when I look at this series as a whole, I mean, I look at the Dallas forward group a little bit deeper, especially when you've got the likes of uh, Foxa and Kiviranta on the fourth line with Delandria and Dodonov now on the third line They're, They've got some serious forward depth. Now, uh, Haskin and Lindell Hockenpah actually had a really nice season in my opinion for the, uh, Dallas stars. So, uh, he's one of those uh, physical, defenseman that's actually played quite well for them and you've got a guy in Jake Ottinger that showed the playoff spotlight was not too big for him last year Uh, he's the reason they almost beat Calgary so I think Dallas wins this series I'm just going to play straight series price minus 140 no handicap no minus one and a half games nothing like that just win the series 
I think Dallas will, uh, and I'll take them. This will be my first official series bet uh, of the uh, of the series we've talked about so far. Dallas uh, minus one forty. Uh, Alex, uh, Wild and Stars. So I have three series bets, and then I have two Con Smythe related uh, bets with this because uh, Dallas is my team to pick for the West. I already have five fifty in pocket for them to win the Western Conference. So uh, I like Dallas here in six games. Uh, basically kind of, you know, I took 140. I actually got 122 uh, at FanDuel, but I also have a little bit of 140 at, an, at another offshore book. So I have a combination of, of the two. But that 122 was just, I mean, that was just crazy just staring there. So I uh, definitely have to grab that. But it's 135, 140, 145 pretty much everywhere right now and, and only going to go up uh, seemingly. Also like Dallas said, in six games. So I sprinkle a little bit on exact series. Uh, Dallas 4-2, I got, let's see here, plus 450, and then series going six games at plus 200. Uh, you know, the Wild, like I said, it would have been better off playing Colorado, in my opinion. Now having to drop down, start on the road uh, against the Dallas team. This is a Dallas team that has, you know, beaten them a couple of times in playoff history. Uh, obviously, it's so funny being out last night, and I even see it on Twitter today, how a lot of Wild fans say, oh, they should bring back the – the uh, the reverse retros, you know, because they're playing Dallas and, and and get that momentum going. Of course, everybody here in Minnesota hates the Dallas Stars for that reason. But uh, it's just you know it's unfortunate. Like I said, Joe Arsenek, the only injury I think that's uh, of a bigger impact in the playoffs. I mean, you could say Landis Gog, like say he's missed a bunch of time. It has to be uh, Svechnikov in, in Carolina. I think it's the same impact. You know, like I said, Arsenek is going to be missed in literally every facet of the game. But especially, I think, off, you said defensively, I think his offense is going to be missed because he's that guy that gives you those dirty goals in front, right? He's the guy who, when it's, you know, empty net, 30 seconds left, and you need to force OT, he's the guy who usually gets that kind of goal. Or he's the guy in double OT who all of a sudden gets a, you know, a deflection and, and scores a game winner. Like, that, those little intangible things, He's that kind of a playoff player, and so to not have him for this series is massive. And then you flip it to Dallas. Like you said, Jake Ottinger can steal a series on his own, but he doesn't need to do that this year because they've got Jason Robertson, uh, Lupe Hintz, Joe Pavelski has kind of found the fountain of youth a little bit, scoring goals of late. This offense can, can you know, they can dance with anybody, uh, and they can play any kind of style you want. If you want to get into a 2-1, you know, uh, dogfight for six, seven games, all right, well, they got Ottinger to, to, to stick around with that. They got a, a decent defense. If they if you want to make it a track meet and this is a, you know, 7-5, 7-4 kind of game, Dallas can bring that too. So every every which way you look at this, Dallas has the, the clear edge. And like you said, the question marks and goal with Minnesota. We've talked about it in nauseam for the last month and a half. We all believe it should be Phil Gustafson getting the start. Not just because he's been the better goalie, but also just situationally, if you have to bring in the other guy, it just makes more sense to bring in the three-time cup winner and veteran Marc-Andre Fleury off the bench than vice versa, where Fleury gets, you know, say he gets run out in the first couple of games, and now you have to rely on this kid who, you know, last year only played, well, just over 1,000 minutes. Now he's played 2,000 minutes this year, and now you need him to step up and save the series. That's a tough uh, you know, order young guy I, I just think you go with Gustafson he's the hot hand and if you need to make the change now you have someone you can rely on uh you know in a higher pressure situation with Flurry. but with that all being said Dallas and six I don't think this is uh like I said wild to get one of them at home definitely one of those games uh, one of those series where you might see a lot of OT because these two teams played OT virtually all year long in the regular you're season. reading my mail Alex you got <laughs> you're reading my mind right there lots of draws uh, and and this is okay. one I wouldn't even I wouldn't even look at playing the the fixed uh you know you know 
guesstimation for overtimes. This is one where you just probably just sprinkle it, you know, individually every game is just you just adjust how you know whether it's a half unit or a whole unit or a quarter unit, how much you put on. But I'll probably have some piece of the draw in every game uh in the series. Me too. I'm right there. Uh, I'll probably be on the draw in every single game. And again, uh, all you got to do is if uh, if a couple games in this series go to overtime, you're going to be profitable because the draws are plus 300 minimum. Great prices. And uh, I was saying, Eddie, last night, I mean, uh, basically uh, my profitability has gone up tenfold this season in the NHL with these draw bets in the second half of the season, these games to go to overtime at plus 300 or better. Like I know I'm sitting on a pl- over 20 unit season of profit so far in the NHL. Uh, there's no way I'm near that without the draw bets that have cashed for me here in the second half of the season. It's been a big part, you know, of building that profit unit size up the way it has. And uh, this is definitely, this is the penultimate series in the first round to look for some draws and games to go to overtime. Cause Dallas will win the series, but I think all the games are going to be competitive. They're, they're, they're going to yeah. be close games. There'll, there'll be one goal games uh, a lot of the time, as far as the uh, props go, which is a good segue to Kevin. There are a couple that stand out. Uh, as far as Con Smythe, I can't turn down like a Jake Ottinger at FanDuel at 45 to 1. Like, if I think Dallas is going to make a deep run in this tournament, uh, in the Stanley Cup playoffs, uh, 45 to 1 for him to win the Con Smythe is amazing. Even for Jason Robertson, 45 to 1. And if you really want to get creative and really bargain, go dive into the Ian Cameron bargain bin, you go to Joe Pavelski at 100 to 1, mm-hmm. uh, even because what is Joe Pavelski? A, he's red hot coming into the playoffs. This guy was unbelievable down the stretch, scoring goals, collecting points. And what is Joe Pavelski as well? A playoff performer. Every single year he elevates and he steps his game up in the playoffs and he plays his best when the games are the biggest every single season. So I think he's a decent look for the uh, Con Smythe. And as far as the, uh, the player props uh, in this um, Dallas and Minnesota series, I'm going to look at a couple of Joe Pavelski uh, props in this uh, Dallas and uh, Minnesota series once they're posted. Because, I again, this uh, series just got confirmed last night, so we're not going to see these up and available yet. But whatever the price may be, and I think it's going to be a decent price, I would say you'll get 10 to 1 or at least or better. Joe Pavelski leading goal scorer, Joe Pavelski top point getter in the Dallas-Minnesota series. I love it. I think it's a great couple. It's two of my favorite series player prop bets going into this series, uh, going into the first round, I should say. Pavelski to be the top goal scorer in this series, Dallas, Minnesota, and the top point getter. Whatever, And I think it'll be at least 10 to 1 or better, and I'll be on both of them. Uh, Kevin, uh, Minnesota, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I, was say, no, I forgot to mention that with Robertson and, and Ottinger, those are my two Smythe plays that I, that I grabbed. And I, I didn't get 40, but I actually got 40 to 1 on both of those. But if you like Dallas to win the West or you have that, you could take a unit and split it between – uh, Ottinger, you know, Robertson, Pavelski, maybe throwing Rupe hints as well, because yep. these prices are going to be cut in half, if not more, if they get out of this round alone. You're not going to yes. get 40 to one, certainly not on, on Ottinger. If anything, yep. probably go larger on Ottinger now, because that would that will turn into 15 or 12 to one uh, just by them advancing to the next round. Yeah, exactly. You, you don't wait till the second round. You bet it now. If you if you feel strongly that they win this series and they make a deep run, which I think Alex and I kind of do with Dallas, yeah, this is when you want to bet them. Kevin, uh, Minnesota, Dallas. Yeah, if I'm ever going to get on draw season, this is this is the time I want to do it. Yeah, um, I'm going to be betting unders. I'm going to be jumping on those draws as well uh, for individual games. I think this is going to be the best goaltending battle in in the first round here. Um, 
you look at the same percentage of goals against average, you know they're both guys, Gustafson and Ottinger are the top of the list here. Um I think I think Gust Gustafson's going game one. Like I don't think that's a that's a debate at all. Um he's he's been so so good this season. Uh I I think this is gonna go go six seven. Um that Erickson injury definitely hurts hurts Minnesota big time. Um but I'm jumping on those draws. I'm jumping on those unders. I think this is going to be, you know, two one games, even some some zero zero games going in, in the OT here. I think this is just going to be an awesome, awesome goaltending battle. Uh, definitely not high flying with the offense, but uh, as far as props, again, this is another one not not posted as far as uh, individual props for the the series that I'm waiting to get my hands on. But uh, I'm just looking for the goalie goalies uh, just just to show up here and. Uh, kind of take control of the series, both of them. So it's going to be a fun battle to watch as a goaltender for sure. All right. From one goalie to the next, Eddie, do you concur with that? Like it's going to be a great goalie matchup. One of the better ones. Cause I, I'll say this about Gustafson. I was not overly impressed in Ottawa, but maybe it's a case of, and we talked about this with Vimelka, maybe you just go to a better team, better defensive team. And you're just going to all of a sudden uh, feel more comfortable, play better, not face the same high danger chances, but it's all come together nicely for Gustafson. I think he's improved a and B is playing in front of a better behind a better defensive team as well. But yeah, it's a good goalie matchup. Do you agree, Eddie here? Yeah, I think so too. I just think like the playoffs in general is going to be really interesting seeing because normally the total goals drops like a lot in the playoffs compared to the regular season, right? But we've had so many goals this season, the regular season, and like the game is so much more offensive now that 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 it is going to be interested to see if that kind of continues in the playoffs or not. Um, and that's why I'm a little bit concerned with the unders because it's just like, there, there's so many more goals now compared to like when- Oh, I'm when always you, concerned with unders, trust me. When I played even, right? And I was like, God, I would look so good and it's so, so, so bad in this league right now. <laughs> like, Cause it's so much offense and so many goals, but, uh, I I I really like Dallas too. Uh, it's it's um, I kind of followed both 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 teams for like the last uh, two two months here, and I know that Minnesota was missing Caprizov for like a month, uh, but 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 Dallas is just trending upward while Minnesota is trending. Uh, downwards, so I think I have um, Dallas in six in this series. I will say this, Dallas has got to get the first goal in a lot of these series, because if Minnesota yeah. does, they're going to make it tough on them. You know, and this is not an indictment of Minnesota, this is just, I really like Dallas as a team and the way they're playing and the potential for them. Uh, Minnesota's a capable outfit, and if they get the lead, we know they can shut it down and they can make it tough on you. You know, and that's when they were rolling and ripping it up without Kaprizov. They were getting the head and they were, you know, defending well with the lead and getting the saves from Gustafson and, and Fleury when he started. Uh, so it's going to be important for Dallas to play with the lead in this series because it's going to be a whole lot tougher on them if they give up the first goal and have to trail Minnesota in multiple games during this series. All right, the final series in the West, uh, LA Kings, Edmonton Oilers, uh, Edmonton minus 250 series favorite, two years in a row for the Kings and the Oilers. 
Uh, and uh, look, this, this is a team in L.A. that I was thinking about a couple weeks ago could be a dangerous team and make a deep run. And they certainly can if they get past Edmonton. But unfortunately, I don't know if they're getting past Edmonton because I've just been just I've, I've been incredibly impressed with the Oilers. All facets of their game. I think they found the playoff winning formula. They found a way to be comfortable winning three to one games. They've done it a bunch uh, down the stretch where they haven't always gotten the six goals, but they've gotten good defensive play. The penalty kills improved. Matthias Eckholm has been just a massive difference maker for the Edmonton Oilers on the blue line. Uh, a physical defenseman, good in his own end positioning wise, blocks a ton of shots. Uh, he's just everything Edmonton needed. Uh, at the deadline to improve that blue line. And of course, Stuart Skinner uh, in net for the Oilers has been absolutely outstanding uh, and has finally given them saves that maybe Mike Smith and maybe Miko Koskinen uh, in past years could not give the Edmonton Oilers. So they're playing great. I mean, you cannot match them forward wise with what they've got right now with uh, the Nuge, McDavid, Hyman, Kane, Dreisaitl, Yamamoto. And keep in mind, Kane didn't even play great down the stretch. What if he gets going? Matthias Yanmark nearly had a hat trick the other night. Nick Bukestad has chipped in offensively, and he's very good at the other end as well since they got him from Arizona. Gleam Costin's been a nice fit. They've got a Warren Fogel, Ryan McLeod, Derek Ryan fourth line. And don't, don't be shocked if they chip in a goal or two. Uh, throughout the playoffs. I mean, it's just uh, all of a sudden, there's no issues about the depth now up front for Edmonton. Their blue line, of course, has been improved with the uh, Ekholm being there. Bouchard has filled in. He's just taken over from Tyson Berry. He's been excellent in terms of running the power play, uh, stepping up in the play, uh, getting all those minutes that uh, were uh, Tyson Berry's before he got traded to Nashville for uh, Ekholm. Uh, he's been excellent. Uh, Kulak has played better. Uh, Vinny Dayarnay gives them more of a physical bruising defenseman on the blue line. Darnell Nurse's play got better down the stretch. And like I said, with Skinner and Nett, it's tough. This is a great series. I think it'll be a tough series still for Edmonton, but I think they'll prevail. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle on six and seven uh, in this series because even though I like Edmonton, I'm high, super high on Edmonton and love the way they played down the stretch. L.A. will not be a pushover. L.A. will push them. L.A. is too good to not at least push this series, and I think they will, but they'll fall short. So give me Edmonton, and I'll sprinkle on the six games and seven games props uh, in this series so that if one of them hits, I'm profitable. Uh, that's the way I'm going to go about it here. Uh, uh, and by the way, if you look at the team stats and compare them, you've got Edmonton near the top in all the offensive categories, L.A. near the top in all the defensive categories. So you talk about a great matchup there. Uh, that will be fun to watch. One of the best, best offensive teams, one of the great power plays of all time, Edmonton against obviously an L.A. team that great defensively and actually a very good penalty kill. So what a matchup this should be. Alex, uh, Kings Oilers. Yeah, this is going to be a lot of fun to watch. It's going to be, a, I think, one of those series that probably want to take game by game. The only things I'm betting uh, right as of now, like I said, game, you know, the series to go six and the series to go seven, I'll probably split up a unit between those two. I just see this being a, a, a deeper series. And I'm curious to know what Eddie and Kevin both think about the goaltending situations with these two teams. And and just something that we've kind of talked about, you know, maybe give us a confirmation, just a you know, an angle on this with goalies who may have not, you know, heading into the season, you know, thought they would be in the position of taking over the reins as a starter and, and getting this opportunity of being in the playoffs. You could say that obviously with Stuart Skinner, but certainly even with Phoenix Copley, for example, I mean, a guy who, you know, you know, bounced around the minors and all of a sudden, you know, getting it into a, a rhythm with the Kings. And of course you had Jonas Corpusalo, who had been, you know, 
trying to tread water basically with that bad uh, Columbus team, but now looking, you know, solid and, and kind of getting a new lease on life playing in the postseason. Uh, you know, what what do you make out of that? Is that something to, to kind of ride on or, you know, just even as, as you know, being a, a guy in the in the locker room, you know, is, is that something that really kind of fires everybody up that says, yeah, you know, this guy's really stepped up for us, even though we didn't expect that from him necessarily, you know, not necessarily talent wise, but just that, you know, he came into that role and now he's, you know, taken over and, you know, we feed off of that momentum, kind of almost like how Anton Kudobin, you know, it seemed like he just carried that Dallas team in the bubble. Uh, with his play. So is that something that, you know, you tend to, to get that from some of these younger guys in these spots, or, or do you, you almost look at it as, wow, you know, this is a big moment for them. Can they, you know, step up and handle it after having a good regular season? Yeah. Eddie, you want to take that? Or? Me? <laughs> yeah, I got two yeah. boys here. Oh, I'm getting my TVs all put on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Start, no, so I, I, I think it's going to be a very interesting goal. Goal goaltending series because i don't think any of these goalies are elite i think no. they're 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 uh, both corpusalo and and uh, skinner i think they're they're starters in this league i don't think they're elite i don't think they're gonna by any means carry their team one way or another right no. that is my dog Pan Pan panda he's a little excited <laughs> that's all good but 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 no maybe uh, we should be betting the kings based on that on uh, the, un the the underdog <laughs> is howling here <laughs> we always say that like goal goal goaltending wins you playoff series right and i'm not sure that that's going to be true in 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 uh, this series i i think timely goals and 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 offense is going to win this series and and uh, um why would you bet against the best player in the league right so uh i have edmonton for this uh i i i think it's going to be easier than what people think i think edmonton is going to win in in five games all right there you go liking uh edmonton in five wow uh I'm giving LA a little more credit than Eddie is, but that's bold. Five games, but I'll tell you what: Connor McDavid and Leon Draisaitl and Nugent Hopkins, too. Three 100-point producers on this same team this year. You know, absolutely incredible stuff. But a product of what Eddie said a second or two ago about this is just a more offensive team, this seeds uh, league uh, these days, uh, and a better opportunity to have that kind of stuff. Uh, three 100-point uh, players on the same team. Uh, Kevin, what do you think here? Kings Oilers. Yeah, I agree. And uh, like a couple of weeks ago, I was a little more scared of the Kings here. Uh, I feel like they've, they've fallen off and lost a little, little bit of momentum here. Um, to answer Alex's question, like I think the Kings as a team did did get a boost from, from Phoenix Copley. And, you know, I think it was a situation where quick, his numbers were just, just so low. Uh, you look at Copley's season, like he was only 903 save percentage and he went 24 and, and 6. So I think that was a, a big part of the team, just just kind of finding their mojo, running with it, and yeah, getting getting a boost from from a you know, kind of journeyman young younger goalie, uh, and just just riding with it. So I think that was that was more the team than obviously he was solid, but I think it was a lot the team kind of rode that wave. Uh, it's maybe come down a little bit here the last last couple of weeks of the season. Um, I'm expecting Corp Corpusello to be be their guy game number one. Um, but I, I like I like Edmonton with the price. Um, I found a price on on the series minus two twenty five. 
Um, so I like that price a little better than, than 250 posted. Um, I'm going. I'm going goals in the series. I'm, I'm going to play McDavid and Drysaddle against the field. So I got McDavid plus 300, Drysaddle plus 550. So I'm going to split and play play both those uh, those two guys against the field. Feel pretty good about that. Uh, there was a sprinkle in here. I I did find Con Smythe. I was going to go with McDavid. He was uh, uh, 1300. Then I had. I had McKinnon won the follow up was it was twenty one hundred I think those ones have have moved yeah. uh, since I checked it this morning they have moved since I, I even looked this morning so I think money's been coming in on them so those, those are two I was I was going to throw in the consmite and then I also have uh, Western Conference to win the Western Conference I have the Oilers at four fifty and I have Colorado at at three eighty um, so those are kind of my plays there so I got the Oilers on my bracket having the win in six. Uh, I do like for the Kings to, to take a couple, um, but I like like the Oilers. I like the price in the series, and I'm going uh, goals in the series. I'm going to go McDavid and Dryso against the field. Yeah, for me, uh, definitely. I'm on actually, and I'm on Leon at thirty to one. Con Smythe is. I'm on Connor and Leon uh, Con Smythe as well because obviously I think Edmonton's a real threat to win the West, uh, and I'm on Connor eight plus eight hundred and Leon. Not a great price because I only bet it yesterday for Connor or with the uh, Con Smythe, but uh, Leon at thirty to one as well for the uh, Con Smythe uh, trophy uh, as well because I just think uh, Oilers have that chance to go real deep because for the first time I feel this is an Oilers team that looks like they're ready to win playoff style hockey. All right, and I haven't been able to say that uh, in years. All right, there you go. There, that's the West. We're halfway home. We got the East first round to talk about in just a second. A shout out to everyone watching on uh, YouTube. Hit the like button and our podcast listeners. Thanks for tuning in as well. We'll be back in just a second to talk Eastern Conference first round right after we hear from Gramco. Support for the Ice Gas is brought to you by Gramco. Whether you or your team's game is on the field, screen, racetrack, court, or the ice, Gramco is for the game. Grown by farmers who spent years developing premium hemp genetics, Gramco provides customers with consistent quality Delta 8 THC products ready for any occasion. Gramco currently offers numerous Delta 8 products, including vape cartridges, disposable vapes, pre-rolls, gummies, wake-and-bake coffee, and more. Gramco offers an enjoyable, legal high delivered discreetly and directly to you. Gramco is also available at many American retailers as well. You can get the best Delta cannabis products on the market shipped quickly and discreetly from Gramco. And if you visit www.thegramco.com, use promo code ICEGUYS, you will get 20% off of every order. And any order that's on the site over $50 will be shipped free with standard shipping. So live elevated with Gramco and check out their wonderful Delta 8 products today. All right, we're back, and it is time to turn our attention to the East. Uh, first round, Florida Panthers, Boston Bruins. Uh, every A lot of people, I'm sure, uh, expecting possibly this to be a short series, uh, but this is still the matchup of the last two President's Trophy winners. Of course, Florida won the President's Trophy last year, and Boston, of course, this year in their historical season with the most wins and points in a single NHL season. Uh, we've got Boston, minus 320 series favorites uh, in this one. Um, look, I think for Florida, there's so many question marks. I want to point out, too, about the L.A. series. Velarde and Fiala, I forgot to mention that. I'd be, I, feel, I wouldn't feel right if I didn't mention this. They've been, they didn't play down the stretch 
I think they could they really need those two guys in that series to be healthy and ready to go because I think they're big they're going to need some offense for as good as they are defensively and Corpusalo might play well. I don't know if they're shutting down Edmonton completely. They need some offense. It can't just be Kempe. It just can't be Kopitar. And another thing I forgot to mention, I also bet the uh, uh, that someone to have a hat trick in that LA Edmonton series as well. Uh, because I think it's very possible. And DraftKings has that uh, as a, a prop there. They have the uh, hat-trick prop for every series. Any player to record a hat-trick, it's plus 180 in the L.A. Edmonton series. I think there's a real shot. Because Kempe just got a hat-trick the other night. He could even get one. Uh, David's uh, always laughs at three. Yeah, yeah so exactly. That's good, that's Kempe's had a great season, 40 goals. Connor's always a threat to have a hat-trick. Leon, Nuge, all of them. So I like the hat-trick prop in that uh, L.A. Edmonton series. Anyway, getting back to Florida, Boston. I'll keep it brief here. You know, Florida, to me, too many inconsistencies, but they did play well. They found lightning in a bottle with Alex Lyon, the Lion King, as they were calling him, uh, down the uh, stretch with his play in net. Uh, Matthew Kachuk was, did everything in his power to get his team into the playoffs. They ended up getting there. You know, Alexander Barkov missed some time, uh, but uh, he returned down the uh, stretch, still at a 78-game uh, season, even with uh, missing some games this year for the uh, Florida Panthers. Carter Verhage, you know, there's some good pieces up front, but – when you look at the difference in this series, the difference is going to be for all all due respect to the uh, run of Alex Lyon down the stretch. You know, you're going up against Allmark for Boston, who's the Vesna Trophy favorite. The Florida blue line just cannot match Boston. You know, I, lo- I like what I've seen out of Forsling and Ekblad, and, and, and Montour has been sensational. He's been their best defenseman. It's not Ekblad anymore, or at least this season it hasn't been. It's been Brandon Montour. It's been absolutely terrific for Florida, but they don't have the depth there that Boston does. Boston one through six, it's remarkable what they have with Orlov, McAvoy, Lindholm, Carlo, Grizzlick, Connor Clifton. It's just an outstanding blue line, uh, one through six. Lots of depth, very good in their own end. And I think even with their forward group, you know, we talk about how great Marshawn Bergeron, Pasternak are. DeBrusque has had a good season now uh, after all the you know, fuss last year that he may not be back with the Bruins after last year. Zaka has been a great, great fit with this team. Had a terrific season playing with Krejci and Pasta. Hall, Coyle, and Bertuzzi, that's your third line, and it could be a very effective third line for the Boston Bruins. So I think it's just too much for Florida. I would, I'm not going to say Florida gets swept. I'll give them a game, but I'm still going to end up saying Boston in five. Uh, in this series that uh, they're just going to end up being too much. And I think the goal as great as Alex Lyon, a story as he's been you now in the playoff spotlight, if he ends up starting, we don't know that, but Brovsky could be back, but uh, that's to be determined. I think it's just going to be too much for Boston. And there is a prop that stands out to me. There's matchup props that you can bet uh, for these series as well at um, DraftKings. And I think for this series, there's, there's definitely one that stands out uh, as far as the uh, prop market, you can go head to head points, uh, in a lot of these series. And this is one that caught my eye for Boston and Florida. I'm taking Brandon Montour plus 100 to get more points in the series than Hampus Lindholm for Boston. Now, Lindholm's a good defenseman, but if you look at down the stretch, his point production was erratic. It was sporadic. You know, it was uh, all over the place. Brandon Montour was just a point machine down the stretch. And I think he's been jumping into the play a lot. If you've been watching the Panthers games down the stretch, I think he knows his uh, contributions offensively from the blue line are going to be imperative for Florida to try to hang in this series. So I expect Brandon Montour to beat Hampus Lindholm in most points in this series. So I like that. I like that prop that's at DraftKings. Brandon Montour plus 100 to get more points than Hampus Lindholm. 
Uh, Alex, uh, Panthers and Bruins. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've been talking about this for a while. This Boston team's a wagon, and I don't think anybody's really. I think you know what he's on with the jersey. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yes. And uh, you know, Alex Lyon. I mean, like I said, you know, it's a great run, and and it's you know incredible for somebody to step up and finally, uh, you know, take the reins for Florida, get them into the playoffs. But it it doesn't matter if it's Lyon, if it's Spencer Knight, if it's Bobrovsky, if you bring back Roberto Luongo, you aren't beating the Boston Bruins in in the best of seven series right now. Uh, This is a sweep for Boston. I played. Uh, Boston 4-0 at plus 500. I did sprinkle a little, uh, you know, quarter unit on the insurance of Boston winning 4-1 at plus 250, or it was actually series ending in five games. Excuse me. That's the insurance play, not Boston 4-1. Boston 4-0 or series ends in five games. Uh, so that's just a, a little kind of insurance. I just don't see this one going that deep. I think the only time you could really back Florida would probably be the first period of game three back at home. And it's a lot like what I said last year in the playoffs with Florida. They don't show up in that spot at home, possibly, you know, at best they could be one, one, uh, but more than likely coming back home down. Oh, two, they'll have to, you know, put everything on the ice in the first 20 minutes of play. Otherwise it'll probably be a sweep. And that's more than likely what I'm expecting. Even if they do win the first period in game three, uh, I will more likely be on Boston money line to try to come back and win that game. So uh, that's the way I see it. I don't see a lot of close games. I might sprinkle. I'm not even going to take a, like I said, a free flop shot with the overtimes. I do have game two circled as one that might go to OT. So that might be a regulation draw. I kind of have a little bit of a map with this series. Cause uh, like I said, I'm really high on Boston here. And I think they take care of this before. And that's the way you got to go about it. You got to have a game sc- a series script in mind when you're going to approach uh, each individual series now moving forward. And uh, because that that's the best way to approach it. Uh, I think it's just have an idea of how you think it might go game to game. Uh, Eddie, what do you think here? Panthers Bruins. I'm going to go with the wagon. Um, and uh, I don't know, but you stat guys might, might want to tell me, but once the last time, so, uh, What's the last time in the NHL that a team had as many points as the Bruins had this year? I mean, uh, it was uh, well in the it was Montreal, the team that they beat in the seventies. You know, yeah. that's the uh, that's the team they ended up uh, beating, and that was an yeah. all time great team. Yeah. Now there's people debating what's the greatest team, the Montreal team in the seventies or this one. I think just based on the you know it was for Montreal. I still think it's the Montreal team in the seventies, but that doesn't take anything away. From how this has been one of the best single regular seasons and single best teams in recent memory, certainly since 2000. Yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I think it's really hard to bet against Boston. I think question mark. It looked like Olmark got hurt the last game he played there. Uh, So what's his status? going into game one and uh, like Swayman has played really well too but uh Olmark has been the best goal in the NHL this year right so um I don't see one weakness really in this Boston team so uh I'm going with uh, Boston in five games as well all right. Uh, by the way, um, we've ran into internet issues for our guy, Kevin. So uh, he wanted oh, me to God. pass along too. He's, he actually is texting all his props out here. I figured at some point, Hey, you're on the road. Huh? How are you getting this uh, connection to be so good? Uh, but uh, eventually, yeah, he's, he, he's on board with my uh, Montour over Lindholm actually. And I, we hadn't talked about it. I had no idea Kevin liked that one as well, but yeah, he's on Montour over Lindholm points, Barkov over Taylor Hall points in the series as well. Uh, yeah, I kind of, 
Like, that would make sense to me, I think. Uh, that Taylor would make Hall, sense to me too, yeah. Yeah, and Barkov to me, is you know, playing on the top line, Taylor Hall on the third line, and he doesn't have to carry the load offensively, Taylor Hall, with everything else, everyone else that's on this uh, Bruins team. So, And he's got some props from the other East series as well, uh, and uh, I will mention them as we go along. Uh, series to a series. Go ahead, Alex. I, mean, I, I got to ask you, how many goals roughly do you think Florida scores in, in this series? Well, that that's all. That's the tricky part, okay, about betting some of these Florida Panthers player props over the Boston props, uh, because but we're not we're not talking about them outscoring Pasta or Bergeron or DeBrusque, uh, you know, or even Zaka or Krejci who have been very good. Like Lindholm to me can be beaten by Brandon yes, Montour and battle points. Barkov can be beaten by Taylor Hall, or Taylor Hall can be beaten by Alexander Barkov in points, even if Florida scores, you know, two goals a game on average right. in this series. There's still a shot that Barkov and Montour are going to factor in way more to the points they for Florida lose. than Hall or Lindholm okay. for Boston. That's the way we see you. it. That's okay. how I see okay. it. Yeah. 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 Because you're right. I don't think they're going to light up the scoreboard <laughs> against this Bruins team. We know how good they are. Uh, defensively, but I'm just saying into it because I think most of the offensive contributions are going to be Pasta, Bergeron, Marshawn, uh, probably McAvoy from the blue line is going to get a lot of points. Orlov, with what he's done, he's been a point machine. I didn't see this out of Orlov after they got yeah. in from Washington. All of a sudden, he's found out I've got some offense to my game <laughs> uh, from the blue line, too. He's been ridiculous since they got him from the uh, Washington Capitals. Uh, all right, next uh, game here in the uh, first round, we've got the uh, New York Islanders taking on the Carolina Hurricanes. Uh, we've got the uh, series price here in uh, this uh, matchup is uh, Carolina minus 200 uh, series favorites in this one uh, over the uh, New York Islanders. Um, this one, I think I am tempted, very much tempted to take not the the Islanders at plus one sixty, yes, but uh, certainly this series to go uh, seven because I I do feel it could go that way. We have evidence last year in the first round, by the way, of the Carolina Hurricanes having to go seven games uh, in the first round against the Boston Bruins. And remember that was a homer series; home team won every game. Carolina was undefeated on home ice last year uh, in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs as well, right till the end. Uh, of course, uh, the final game when the Rangers finally beat them. But uh, they were a great home team last year. But I could see something similar where Carolina holds serve at home. The Islanders are going to get such a strong boost from their home fans. We know how loud and crazy they are in the playoffs. You don't get a sense of the Islander fans being you know, a huge difference maker for them in the regular season. But in the playoffs, it's a different story. And it'll just be a question now that they're in the new barn, though, UBS Arena. You know, how much of that, because Nassau Coliseum, when the fans are right on top of you in that old barn that they used to play in, it really was a benefit to the Islanders. Will it still be that way here, even though now they're in, you know, the new venue, UBS Arena? But I think the Islanders with their, you know, their stingy play with the fact that I just didn't love the way Carolina finished the season, um, that there's concern. And I've read some stats, by the way, doing some reading and checking up. Expected goals, high danger chances, goals per game, all kinds of different offensive metrics and statistics for the Carolina Hurricanes took a huge drop ever since they lost Andre Svechnikov uh, to injury. And that is something that's kind of hanging over their heads in this series. He will be missed. And what I think concerns me, too, about Carolina here late in the season is, you know, a lot of the players they're now counting on, you know, didn't exactly have 
you know, their best uh, offensive uh, finish to the season uh, overall. I mean, even Sebastian Ajo finished the regular season with just two goals in the last eight games. Uh, my guy, Marty Natchez, kind of cooled off a little bit. He only had a couple of goals in the last, uh, you know, 10 or 12 games uh, during the regular season for the uh, Hurricanes. Tavo Taravainen with just one point in the last um, eight games down the stretch for the uh, Hurricanes. They're going to need more from all of these guys. Simple. You know, the, you're going to need all of those guys to step up for the uh, Carolina. Seth Jarvis even kind of cool uh, off down the stretch offensively. So they need all of those guys to pick it up offensively. And the Islanders aren't going to make it easy on them. We know they can be stingy. We know they can shut it down, especially when they have a lead. And if Carolina gives up the first goal in certain games in this series, their their offensive uh, doldrums from so many of their key forwards down the stretch concern me, especially when you've got a guy like Ilya Sorokin in net who's had an excellent season, obviously, for the Islanders. So I think there's a pathway for the Islanders to be very competitive in this series and also have a chance to win. Uh, this series. So I'm going to go with the Islanders plus one and a half games at minus 130. This is going to be a spread bet, probably a half unit on that and a smaller quarter unit on the upset uh, in this series. So that'll make our our guy Nick Earl very happy. Uh, New York Islanders here plus 160. And remember, I have preseason futures on Carolina to win the East and the Cup. So it's kind of like a hedge because I've kind of lost a lot of uh, uh, confidence in them. Not that they're, they're not capable, we know, and Rod Brindamore is a hell of a coach, but I've just seen, and I've just seen enough from Freddie Anderson too. I think is going to be the starter uh, in this series. That I'm not comfortable with Freddie Anderson at this point in his career. I thought he gave up a lot of more soft goals. That he's fr- five hole Freddie, fucking five hole Freddie down the stretch. <laughs> that, that bothers me, Eddie. I don't know how much you got to see of Anderson this year. I'll ask you right now. He leaves the five hole unprotected too often. And opposing players know that, and they have beaten him in between the legs so many fucking times down the stretch, and yet he's not making the adjustment. You know, he's got to fix that because players know this guy leaves the five hole exposed, and we can slide it right between the wickets uh, against him. He's got to make that adjustment. So I thought we weren't going to talk about five hole, but I guess we only have one goalie. (laughs) So now you guys can just team up against me again. (laughs) But 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 uh, no, I I I could resist. Freddie plays that game, and he's just trying to be so patient and read the game. And sometimes he like he plays it a little over patiently, you know, Uh, and uh, just like. You said I think uh, Sveshnikov um, was 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 huge lo- losing him. They obviously don't have Pacioretty either. Uh, their team dynamic uh, changed a lot when Sveshnikov went down. So if this is this is the series to play the under because I feel like Carolina can't score anymore. They lost all their offense. They lost their engine. Uh, we talked about this la- last night as well. Um, and uh, uh, Islanders, they obviously have one, one of the best goalies in the league. Um, I don't know how this series will go. I I, I hope that Carolina can, can uh, figure it out and, and find out a way to score goals but uh there's there's huge 
question marks and like minus 200 is not uh, appetizing for me at all <laughs> no it's not it's not appetizing for me and uh like i say i think i think there's enough concerns like if the carolina is like minus 130 or minus 140 and or even minus 150 in this series i'm probably eddie not betting the islanders because i think that's more of a better representation of where this series should be priced I'm not so sure this is where the series should be priced. They're pricing Carolina, I think, more on last year's success and two years ago uh, than what we're seeing from them right now. And um, to me, that's too much. And we know one thing about this Islanders core, going back to when Barry Trotz coached this team. They can make a run. They've won playoff series. They've won multiple playoff series in years past in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So we know when they get in, uh, they can be capable uh, and plus, Matthew Barzell, that's a great point from our chat. It's not a will he be back. He is going to be back. He will play in game one. He's ready to go. He's back uh, for the uh, New York Islanders. And look, he didn't have a great season this year, 14 goals and 58 games. That's not, I think you expect more from Barzell than that. But he still had 51 points in 58 games. He's more of a facilitator, uh, more of a playmaker for this uh, Islanders team. But still, even with the lack of goals, he was a facilitator. He still had 51 points, and he's going to absolutely help this team uh, offensively. And he's likely going to play with Bo Horvat and Anders Lee uh, on the uh, top line here for the uh, New York Islanders uh, in this series. Uh, Alex, uh, Islanders Hurricanes. Yeah, this is a, a great series to look at, and it's important why you should have multiple outs and be able to shop around because I'm looking at two different things. That it's essentially the same. I'm seeing – Seriously, go seven games plus 210 offshore. But if I see a bet MGM, I can get over six and a half at plus 225. You're pretty much asking the same thing. You need to go seven games. So shop around and look for things like that. There's a lot of hidden gems you have to kind of decipher uh, when looking at a lot of these playoff series props. And a, a colleague of mine actually alerted me yesterday that FanDuel is doing something really cool. You can actually predict the correct order of how a series goes, which, man, if I had this thing 10 years ago when I had the Kings – uh, Shark series down pat. I would have cashed out nicely. Uh, if you were to take all home teams to win in this series, give it plus 4,800 uh, right now at FanDuel. And they have this offered for all eight series too. So you have to, you know, scroll down and look around and, and see and mix and match. I probably will be doing this on a couple of series. And honestly, for the, the show's sake, I might take a little shot with this at, at plus 4,800. I'm going go with all home teams winning here. And like I said, that means Carolina wins the series, which I think they can. I think this is going to be a messy uh, you know, playoff series. That's what Carolina has done in, in this recent run when they're in the playoffs. They haven't made things real easy for themselves. It's always been kind of this sloppy dogfight style uh, of hockey. And the same thing with New York Islanders. All the, the the deep runs they made, the bubble year, you know, the back-to-back -back years playing Tampa Bay in the, in the conference finals. You know, it, it's it's they muck it up. They play tight uh, in the neutral zone. They don't take a whole lot of, of risky chances. Uh, and like I said, now with Sveshnikov out, you know, where's the offense going to really come from in Carolina and Waves? I don't see that happen. This is going to be a goaltender duel. Uh, and I know Sorokin obviously is the, the bigger edge, but I think Carolina, especially you talk about home ice, I think Carolina has a slight home ice advantage here. Uh, but both both barns are going to be rocking and rolling. But I think that's what's going to help Carolina win, ultimately win this series. So if you like that and you think it's going to go seven games, like I, said, I took the shot with over six and a half plus 225, but I also went with this fan duel. I like all home teams, so that's Carolina game one, Carolina game two, Isles game three and four, Canes at five, Isles win six, and Canes win seven. And that's at plus 4,800 at FanDuel. That's 48 to one. Yeah. Home, home teams to win every game 
in that Islanders Hurricane series. I think it's worth a look. Eddie, we just saw this Boston Carolina last year in the first round. The home team won every game. You know, it could be one of the forty eight to one plus forty eight hundred. That's 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 worth a couple bucks. I'm 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 in. Count me in. I like it. I, I definitely think that's got potential. And um, yeah, and, and I like the seven game prop as well. You know, in the plus 200, 225 range. I definitely think this is this is definitely one that screams out going the distance. You know, Islanders and the Hurricanes. Uh, it really does. Uh, all right. Next up, we got two series left here in the East uh, first round. Next up, it is the uh, New Jersey Devils taking on the New York Rangers. What a series this uh, should be. The Hudson River rivalry. Uh, as they call it, it is back on, and I'm excited to see these two teams and all this firepower uh, going head-to-head. Uh, we've got the uh, Devils here at uh, DraftKings currently minus 120 uh, series favorites. Now, shop around because uh, there's a lot of different prices, as uh, Alex mentioned yesterday, uh, involving this uh, Rangers and uh, Devils series. So uh, make sure you shop around for the best price you can find here as far as this one goes. I'm on the Rangers here, plus 100. Uh, I like it. Uh, this is another series bet for me. To me, this is just, I like Shesterkin. I like the blue line a little bit better than the Devils, especially from a defensive standpoint. Uh, I think there's still a little bit of question marks about some of the depth players on the uh, Devils. For, and as great as Dougie Hamilton is, can sometimes cough up the puck and make mistakes in his own zone. You've got Siegenthaler and Severson and, uh, you know, Brian Graves, uh, John Marino. Uh, that are going to, and Luke Hughes, we'll see how he fits in. You know, there's tough questions and tough decisions that are going to have to be made for a couple of teams. We'll get to Toronto in a sec as far as Matthew Nyes is concerned, but these college kids, just dropping them into the starting playoff roster right away in game one, these are tough decisions. You know, is Lindy Ruff going to get Luke Hughes in the lineup right away here in the playoffs. So tough decision needing to be made. And it's hard to say no when you see him score the game-winning goal the other night <laughs> against the uh, Washington Capitals. So, you know, and I know Jack Hughes is going to vouch for his brother, but, he, you know, he is still very young. But it'll be interesting to see if Luke Hughes cracks the uh, game one roster here uh, for the New Jersey Devils. Now, look, New Jersey's strength is obviously the the incredible balance they have offensively. Tatar, Heashier, Mercer, Meyer, Hughes, Bratt. And that doesn't even go without saying – you know, Miles Wood and Jesper Boquist and Eric Howla, players like that on the bottom six that can score for New Jersey. I mean, they've got obviously tons of depth offensively, but so do the New York Rangers now after the incredible uh, wizardry of Chris Drury, who continues to do a great job as the GM. Kreider, Zabanajad, Patrick Kane, Artemi Panarin, the Breadman, Vinny Trocek, Vladimir Tarasenko, the kid line which stole the show for this Rangers team. Last year in the playoffs, Alexi Lafreniere with Philip Heedle and Capo Caco. They're together again on the third. That's your third line. And that was a, a lot of instances the best line at times last year in the playoffs for the uh, New York Rangers. BC uh, Barclay Goudreau and Tyler Mott, who's a very good fourth line player. I just think there's a little too much there, the Rangers. You know, off, there's, there's a great sense of multiple guys that can play both ends of the ice as well. Lindgren, Adam Fox, Keandre Miller, young defensemen, but they got the playoff experience last year going to the Eastern Conference Finals. I think that's going to make them even better and stronger this year. Truba, uh, uh, Nico Mikola has actually played well since they got him from the Blues. Braden Schneider continues to get better. And, of course, you got Igor Shosturkin, who was the uh, Vesna Trophy winner last year and, to me, is someone that has picked his game up big time after a bit of a slow start this year. So, 
it's going to be a great series. I think it's going to be competitive. I don't think it's going to be easy for the Rangers, not at all. But at the end of the day, I think the Rangers are going to win uh, this series, get it done. And this is another series where I'd sprinkle the six, seven games and look for one of them to hit. And hopefully one of them does and you end up turning a profit. Uh, what do you think here, Alex? Rangers and Devils, another good one. Yeah, it's going to be a, a lot of fun. Like I said, this is a, a great classic rivalry that goes back uh, quite a ways. You know, those who remember the 94 series, uh, that Easter Conference final, I think it might have to be that same kind of intensity, honestly. Uh, with the great run that New Jersey had this year, no one was expecting them to play as well as they did. Everybody was kind of expecting the Rangers to have that kind of a, of a run. So now for them to meet up in the first round, I, I think it's going to be a heated battle. And this is one series, I, I'm not taking anything free uh, series. And I think this is going to be back and forth where if you like either side, you should be able to grab a hefty plus price, which whatever side you like. Uh, I, I expect this to go six or seven games. I wouldn't be shocked to see New Jersey win game one. And that's kind of what I'm hoping for. So then I can grab the Rangers uh, to come back at, at a better price. I'm going to be looking more, like I said, just, uh, you know, game by game with this one. The one thing I will take a shot with as far as like a player prop to go, you guys probably knew where I was going here with this showtime. Sir Patrick Kane to score three or more goals at plus 145. Uh, he's been quiet, you know, so far since joining the Rangers, but that's in the regular season. Like I said, trying to get everything acclimated. We're talking about a lot of offensive talent. It's going to take time to, to, for everybody to get into a rhythm, but we know Patrick Kane steps up when it's the playoff time, and, and that's what I'm expecting to see in this series. I think he's going to be the guy to really kind of uh, lead the way here, and, and I don't know if it's going to be for the whole rest of the way. I wouldn't take a constant my flyer with him or anything like that. But I think for this series, he gets things rolling. I think that's how we're going to see if the Rangers are going to win this Eastern Conference and potentially win the Stanley Cup. I think it's going to be a different guy every series. I can see Patrick Kane this series, and maybe it's Tarasenko. And, of course, Jasterkin's going to have to play lights out for the majority of it. But uh, I think Kane will be the, the star focal point in this series. I like him to get three or more goals. I didn't see him at DraftKings for most points, which is kind of interesting. I don't know if that was just something why he was left off of that list necessarily. But I would maybe even take a small sprinkle with that as well. But I could definitely see this being a, a tight series going back and forth. And I'll be trying to attack this more from a game-by-game standpoint. Yeah, I think uh, the one prop I like for New Jersey is actually Meyer to get more points than Kreider, just because I think the Rangers, they can get points from so many different guys. And I don't, Kreider, to me, is more of a one-dimensional, like not one-dimensional. He can score five on five, don't get me wrong, but a lot of his damage last year when he had that incredible season was with the power play. Uh, let's not forget that. So I think Timo Meyer at a, at a decent minus 130 at DraftKings to have more points than Chris Kreider. Uh, I like that prop. That's definitely one head-to-head -head prop I like. And there is one prop that Kevin Beach, who, of course, we've lost him due to Internet uh, issues in his uh, traveling home show, uh, as I like to call it, uh, traveling road show. But the Rangers-Devils, uh, Kevin Beach is on Artemi Panarin, most goals in the series at 12-1, to 1, uh, plus 1,200. So uh, Artemi Panarin, and uh, to uh, score the most goals here uh, in this uh, Rangers and uh, Devils series. Uh, Eddie, what do you think here? A good one, Rangers and Devils. Well, I'm sitting here with my Devils shirt on, and uh, I'm going to go with the Rangers because uh, <laughs> I feel offensively they are they are pretty evenly matched. Uh, but uh, like we talked about before, I think that uh, they're like pretty evenly matched on D2. I think that, that, that uh, Rangers might have an edge there. Um, but goaltending is going to be huge, right? And 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 uh, obviously, King Igor is the best best goalie uh, in the series, and uh, I think that's going to show. I also think that uh, 
uh, Gallant is a better coach than than Lindy Ruff, um, and uh, uh, it's going to be interesting to see this young New Jersey team playing the playoffs really for like the first for first time. I know that some of those guys were were there the last time that they were in the playoffs with Taylor Hall and stuff when I was there, uh, but but but. Uh, uh, the young, young core that they have is kind of like the first time that they're playing uh, games like this together. Yeah. And I think that to win in the playoffs, there is going to be a little bit of a learning curve to it. And 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 uh, uh, they are going to have to take whatever they learned th this year with them to next year. But uh, that is my reasoning. And I have uh, the Rangers in, in six or seven. I think there's some truth to that. Like for New Jersey, this is an incredible season. That's I don't want to say it's come out of nowhere, but we know this has been a team that's had some tough seasons now the last few years. And all of a sudden they have this wonderful year where they come so close to winning their division. They have home ice here in the first round, uh, but they might need to learn how to lose, you know, uh, in the playoffs first before they learn how to win. And, you know, and I think that, and the Rangers with getting as far as they did last year, that, that could end up being the a difference in the end. But like I said, I think it's a, I think this is a very tough series on the Rangers, but they'll find a way. And so I'm on. The I Rangers think it's going to be a fun and, yeah. and 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 like very very well played series. And and yeah. and uh, this is the one that I'm keeping my eye on in the East in the first round. And 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 when I get to choose which games to like watch, this is the series I'm going to watch. And this will be a very good player prop series as well. I'm, I'm very much intrigued by game-to-game -game player props in this series, same-game parlays. I think we're going to have a chance to hit some of these 12-to-1, 15-to-1, 20-to-1 shots uh, with same-game parlays, which we got a couple of them down the stretch in the uh, regular season. So, yeah, this is definitely going to end up being a, a series that I think is going to have the potential to be very entertaining. I, I think the potential could be – we could see a lot of goals, but I think these teams are also shown the comfort and the ability to play 3-1 hockey. So I, I think it's not a foregone conclusion that every game will be high scoring, uh, but uh, it'll be interesting. Game, this is definitely a series from a game-to-game -game perspective. I'll be interested to uh, t uh, see how it uh, goes, and I'll definitely be gauging the series in terms of certainly totals game-to-game -game, uh, more than just saying, oh, every game is going to go over, every game is going to go under. I think it's definitely going to be game-to-game. You'll get a mix of overs and unders in that series. All right, the final first-round series in our massive Stanley Cup playoff preview show Tampa Bay Lightning, Toronto Maple Leafs for the second year in a row. The Toronto Maple Leafs looking to win their first playoff series in nearly 20 years. The last time Toronto won a playoff series, 2004, there wasn't even high-definition television around yet. Okay, I have not seen the Toronto Maple Leafs win a playoff series in HD yet. Uh, will we finally see it this year? Minus 150. Uh, they are favored over the Tampa Bay Lightning. And keep in mind, last year, Tampa won in seven. You know, that was close to a pick -em. Maybe even uh, Toronto, a slight favorite in that series. They're an even bigger favorite now entering this year's first round at minus 150. And the only thing that is just gnawing away in the pit of your stomach for me is the history of this franchise, that they have been unable to get it done in the first round. They've spit the bit. They've choked. They've done all of these, had all these horrendous first round series losses. And it's just, uh, they haven't won in 20 years in the playoffs, a single series. Haven't won a cup in uh, obviously 56 years and counting. Uh, no question. All of that, we know. This is a franchise that has not had much success. 
But that's the only reason for me to say, yeah, don't pick Toronto in this series. Because everything you see with your eyes is that Tampa Bay has hit a wall. You know, they're running out of steam. They've played mediocre at best hockey, at best, in the last couple of months. And I'm being kind. Like, they have not played well. And Andre Vasilevsky's looked as human as he's looked in years. You know, he's not been uh, great. They've been shooting the puck high on him, which I always say, you know, is the best way to kind of beat him because you can beat him upstairs. You can beat a lot of goalies upstairs, but that's the one area you can get Vasilevsky. And they have been uh, shooting the puck over his shoulder repeatedly here. Toronto. Not the five hole, right? No, no, not the five hole. No, no, not with him. He's great down low. Uh, He is absolutely terrific, you know, with lateral movement, stretching the pads out. He's got incredible dexterity. You know, it's very difficult to beat Vasilevsky low. Shooting high on him definitely is the preferred route. But, you know, as far as Toronto goes in this series, I, there's no way you could object. You, objectively, you have to look at it and say they, they've been the much better team in the last month or two than Tampa Bay. They have. I mean, you look at it, um, Matthews, Marner, Nylander. I think Tavares has had a huge bounce back offensive season. No question. They've got depth in their forward group. They've got guys in every role now, guys that can score, guys that can check, guys that can play on the penalty kill like Sam Lafferty for instance, who they got from Chicago. We'll see if he's healthy enough to start. You know, what will Matthew Nyes make this roster? And he didn't look out of place in the last few games down the uh, stretch. Uh, so, and, and then you look at the blue line. I think this blue line's now a well-rounded blue line. You got your puck movers, Morgan Riley, uh, among others. You got TJ Brody, your defenders on the blue line. You've got physical guys. Guys that will knock someone down and really ratchet it up physically will not allow Matthews and Marner to be have physical liberties taken on them by the opposing team. When you talk about Jake McCabe and you talk about Luke Shen, who they got at the deadline, like they have every facet of what it takes to be a winning team in the playoffs covered with this roster. So if somehow they spit the bit, I'm not going to sign up and join that bandwagon, Alex, of let's blame Dubas. Let's throw him under the bus again for not putting this thing together properly. What more do you want the guy to do? He's gotten everything that you could ask for in this roster. It's on the players now to get it done. And to me, this is uh, the opportunity for them to slay the narrative, slay the demons, and get the shit done. Because to me right now, they're a better hockey team than the Tampa Bay Lightning. But I'm not betting it. I'm not. Uh, Like I say, I say Toronto's going to win. I'm picking Toronto. I ain't betting Toronto, and especially not at minus 150. What I might do is if Tampa somehow steals game one, we get an adjusted price on Toronto, then I might become a little bit interested uh, in the Leafs. But uh, not at this current price. Uh, As far as some of the props in this uh, series, there are a couple, you know, that stand out. I mean, even with Toronto, my pick to win the series, I mean, as far as the goal props uh, for Toronto, Tampa Bay leading goal scorer uh, in this series, uh, you know, Braden Point, 50 goal score at plus 475. It's never a bad option. Um, I think for point getter uh, in this uh, series, it's not great value at all. He's, you know, the co-favorite, but Mitch Marner, I mean, he's been on in on everything that the Leafs have done offensively this year. 99 points in the regular season. I know it's only plus 330 for Mitch Marner to be the leading point getter in this series, but it still makes a lot of sense to bet it, uh, in my opinion, because I think he's going to have a great chance to uh, be that leading point producer uh, in this uh, first round series for the uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. So uh, I have not bet a pre-series position yet, but uh, I'll throw one that I am tempted to bet here in this uh, series here is the uh, total games. And I might go with a 
instead of six and seven, I might because I do think there's an element of me that thinks Toronto could win uh, in five or six of the five or six games split at plus 200 and plus 265 and cash one and you're profitable. I think I might go that route uh, here in this uh, Lightning and Leafs uh, series. The biggest concern is, you know, the forward group for the Leafs is as good as it's been in years for the playoffs. The defense, absolutely. There's this is this defense that they have right now, Toronto one through six is so much better than last year's. And you look at Tampa Bay. Now, Tampa Bay, the, the forward group is still Stamkos, Point, Kucherov, a red-hot Alex Kalorn down the stretch, Sorelli, Colton, Hagel. you got to respect those players up front, still capable. But then you look at the blue line, and after Sergachev and Hedman, you got Darren Radish, Nick Perbix, an aging Ian Cole who's kind of had a down season, Hayden Fleury. You know, that's not a big-time blue line. You have to give Toronto the edge now uh, on that blue line in terms of depth. But at the end of the day, you've got Vasilevsky, the world's best goaltender of the last few years. And the, the the one question in the back of everybody's mind for Toronto, as great as Ilya Samsonov was in the regular season, Sammy Samsonov, as I like to call him, you know, can he do it in the playoffs? And if he stumbles, it's not Murray anymore backing him up. He's got his fucking injury issues. You know, he, he stubs his toe. He's hurt. You know, he has a hangnail. He's hurt. You know, that's the way it is with Matt Murray these days. You know, you got to rely on young Joe Wall to back up Samsonov if he stumbles or he gets hurt. And he's been great down the stretch for the Leafs too, but can he get it done in the playoffs? So that goaltending battle, you know, on paper, you still have to side with Tampa, but I think just the overall team for Toronto is better. But if, for, for, uh, I said this yesterday. I'll say it again before we get to Alex and Eddie. If this team spits the fucking bit again, for goodness sake, and they uh, again fail to get out of this first round, uh, I'm going to go uh, scorched earth on this Leafs team with the rant of all rants. And I've ranted against this team for years and their fucking uh, shortcomings and shit in the bed and not getting it done. This will be the mother of all Ian Cameron rants uh, on the Toronto Maple Leafs if they fucking spit the bet, bit and shit the bed again here in this first round against the Tampa Bay Lightning. And that will be uh, something you won't want to miss. Uh, Alex, uh, Lightning and Leafs. Yeah, and, and, and it would be well-deserved if, if that is the case, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case, honestly. And I, I'm sticking with what I've been saying for the last few weeks. This Tampa Bay Lightning, this team does not have it. They simply do not have it. You know, we saw at the beginning of the year, we said, okay, this team's going to be, you know, struggling a little bit. They've got injury issues. They've played a ton of hockey, but then they'll get things rolling in the second half. And they did get things rolling in the second half. And they looked good. And they looked, you know, all right, they're going to be a playoff team. This is not a fringe wildcard team. They're a legitimate contender in the East. But then all of a sudden you just started seeing them just got to get out of sorts again. And it just seems like, you know, there were some games where they just seemed super fatigued. You think about the game where they were held, uh, you know, without a, a shot on goal against Carolina and the body language of them getting off the ice. That That is just burned into my head. We, we wouldn't see that from, from Tampa Bay the last three regular seasons. Uh, you know, and, and, and I think this is a team that, you know, I don't think they were – you know, laying back as much as you expect, like, say, Pittsburgh a few years ago, laying back and all of a sudden turning on the switch, getting in the playoffs. Even Colorado last year, they were kind of iffy heading into the playoffs. Once they got in, it was all hands on deck. This Lightning team just does not look built the same way. And now when you add that factor in with this Toronto team trying to finally get the monkey off their back and get past the first round and the way that they're playing with their offense, and they finally have a goaltender, Samsonov. They even have a backup that they can rely on. I think Joseph Wall, I think he's a better backup option than, than some of these guys that are, that are number twos right now on the depth chart uh, if they have to go to him. I, I think Toronto wins this series handily. I have uh, Toronto to win exactly 4-1. I grabbed that at plus 500. Uh, I grabbed a smaller with Toronto 
Uh, I got it. Series end at five and series end at six as well. Those are much smaller plays, but plus 200, plus 260. I got those. And I also have the series spread one and a half plus 155. I've seen that drop now at a couple of shops to like plus 140. So if you like that, you should grab that sooner than later. But uh, I think Toronto finally breaks the street. They get to the second round. And Tampa Bay, like I said, is probably the best thing for them. You know, have a quick exit here in the playoffs. Finally get some rest. Finally get to enjoy the summer. And then I think they'll be coming back guns blazing uh, next season. So don't count Tampa Bay out. This isn't a rebuild or, or a breakdown just yet. This is just a blip in the road. And I think they're just going to run into a better team and a more hungry team than Toronto Maple Leafs. All right. So Alex has and Alex has not wavered. He said this for weeks. He likes Toronto in this first round against Tampa Bay. And not only Toronto in this, but decisively uh, in this first round to win uh, handily uh, against Tampa Bay. And a lot of great discussion in the chat about Samsonov. And obviously our resident goalie, Eddie, is a great person to talk about this. To me, with Ilya Samsonov, the only reason, right, you have to give Vasilevsky the edge because of what he's done. He's won cups. He's been great in the playoffs. He's been the best goalie for years. But if you're evaluating this particular season, Ilya Samsonov has been as, at least as good as Vasilevsky. And you can even say in instances he's been better, honestly, than, than Vas this season. I mean, with the way Samsonov's played, he's been that good. He's been that good, Ilya Samsonov. The only hang-up we have is that he hasn't, you know, played in the playoffs for – he's played in the playoffs for Washington, and his playoff record, I believe, is 1-6 or 1-7, I believe, as a, as a playoff starter with the Washington Capitals. But totally different situation. This is a new team, and, and I get that Vasilevsky's Vasilevsky, but I think Samsonov is right there with Vasi this year in his season performance – and again, Vassy's season performance not being on par with what he's done the last couple of years. How do you see it going, Eddie? Tampa Bay, Toronto. Yeah, I think, I mean, everything is pointing to Toronto winning their first series in a very long time, right? And 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 uh, they have the team for it. I also think they have the goaltending for it. Um, and, and, uh, the odds are that that they that they will probably win this in five or six games, but let me tell you, but if this series goes to seven games, I am not putting my money on Toronto. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I can look back on last year as to your evidence as to why. Right. Look, look, just go back to the last year, and I think Tampa was up one nothing or two one going into the third period in Game Seven. And, you know, Hedman is going to be out there 12, 13, 14 minutes out of the 20. And then you have Vasilevsky back, back, back there as well, right? So uh, this goes kind of to what we talked about with the Devils series and stu stuff too. Like the Devils haven't learned how to win yet. Neither has Toronto. Uh, but they're playing a team. And they've had years is, to figure it out, Toronto. Yes. <laughs> But, but but they're playing a team that 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 has extreme experience with what it's like to play in these games and how you win and uh, that is the only reason why I'm just a little bit on the fence with Toronto um, but 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 uh, uh, if they show that they can they've learned from past mistakes and 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 their 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 top players are playing like their top players this this series is going to be over in five but 
if it goes to six and then oh my god like we start to think like we have all this history coming up and and you know the media there is not kind to their players by any means e either right and then yep. uh, old demons are starting to come up uh, if this goes to six uh, i'm 50 50 if this goes to seven i'm like all in on tampa there you go. I th so that that basically, uh, Eddie Lack will have money on Tampa Bay if it's a Game Seven situation here. It's sounding like that to me. Yes, uh, sir. Based on that, yeah. I mean, if, if you look at uh, one team, and but, but it's not just last year either with Toronto in Game Sevens. The Boston Game Sevens, you know, going back to 2013, including a few years ago when they are actually up three to two against Boston in that series. They lost Game Six at home, and then they lost Game Seven in Boston, you know, a few years ago. That was trouble. The Columbus series, albeit in the bubble, you know, couldn't hang on to a series lead. And of course, last year they lose, albeit two to one, very tough, could have went either way, but they lost to game seven again. So you're right, game seven, Toronto wants to avoid that, you know, at, at all costs, probably uh, in this uh, first round series. There's no question, uh, but that should be fascinating to see because there's no better opportunity for them, probably Toronto, to finally win a, a playoff series up. Uh, that was awesome, that breakdown. Uh, and by the way, I, I just want to see if Kevin had anything on that uh, Toronto-Tampa series as far as uh, props uh, are concerned. But uh, um, I believe he had one, did he? Uh, let me just see. No, he didn't have any on that series, but he had a couple in the Carolina Islanders series that he sent along. Brent Burns at 41 to, uh, to 41, plus 4,100. You know, uh, 41 to 1 odds to have the most goals in the series. Brent Burns for the Carolina Hurricanes. How about that? Uh, going with a big plus price shot there. And he also likes a head-to-head -head matchup in that series. Uh, Brock Nelson to have more goals than Marty Natchez uh, in that uh, Hurricanes Islanders series. And Brock Nelson obviously has been uh, one of the best players all year for the Islanders. So not a bad prop look there. Brock like Nelson over Marty Natchez. Yep. In goals. Yep. I think that's not bad as well. You're right. And I think that is probably at uh, DraftKings. Let me just see what the uh, price is uh, on that head-to-head -head goals there. Uh, yeah, minus 110 for uh, Brock Nelson over Marty Natchez for uh, most goals in that uh, Hurricanes Islanders series. So, yeah, uh, Kevin Beach is uh, liking uh, that prop there as well. All right, uh, just before we wrap, Stanley Cup and uh, Conference Futures, just to recap, preseason, I took Edmonton to win the West and the Cup, New York Rangers to win the East and the Cup, Carolina to win the East and the Cup. Those are the three that I have alive before the season started. I placed those back in October. I have not bet any futures since then. I am going to add a couple now. You can throw away that old ticket. I think it's gone. Yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah. I think uh, uh, it's just uh, it's just taking up space. I mean, why? Why even keep it? Just taking up space. It's totally worthless. Just chuck it in the garbage can. Yeah, be done with it. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Rangers, Oilers, and um, Hurricanes pending. I'm adding Dallas. Uh, I'm that high on the Dallas uh, Stars uh, coming into these uh, playoffs. There's no question. Uh, I'm going to jump in with uh, the futures look toward uh, the uh, Dallas uh, Stars as well. And, and again, you can get uh, good prices there with uh, their with their uh, props right now. Let me just see. Bring up the uh, odds. Just at I'll use Bet365 as a reference. Again, shop around uh, for the uh, best uh, prices with the. Uh, uh, to win the uh, conference and to win the cup, but to win the conference for Dallas, you know, plus 650 and to win the uh, uh, Stanley Cup uh, at uh, Bet365, 14 to 1, plus four, 1400. So I like Dallas to win the West, to win the uh, 
conference just based on the prices i think that's the one i'll add and there's i think one more that i was contemplating um i might add the kings if they beat edmonton but not until that time because i don't think they're beating edmonton but if they do beat edmonton i think i will jump on the uh la kings at that point for for weston cup futures but only uh, because i don't think they're beating edmonton i'm not betting it now yeah. uh, that's the way i'm approaching it dallas is agree the that I'm the adding. east is a lot better than the west Yes. For the first time this in, a, in years, yeah. yes. I think yeah, the answer yeah. is yes. Yep. Yeah. I, I agree with that. I think the East top to bottom is uh, going to be compelling. You've got a chance for, I think, Carolina Islanders maybe to be a little bit more of a defensive-minded, tighter-checking chess match series, but that should still be a very competitive, exciting, dramatic series. And then a, Devils, Rangers, and Leafs Lightning could be both excellent. And don't even sleep on, you know, Boston, I think, beats Florida, maybe even in five games, like Alex says. But I think Florida will may keep it from being a runaway game to game, you know, where it's three two, a lot of three two Boston, a lot of three one Boston, that kind of thing. You could nice. see that in that series. So the East, you know, is and the teams. I mean, Bruins and Rangers and Devils and the Leafs. The way that, and you can never totally count out Tampa, even though they've been struggling down the stretch. You know, the East is just absolutely loaded this year. Uh, but I thought the West got stronger down the stretch like I wasn't high on Dallas I didn't think much of Dallas halfway through the season I think a lot of them now with the way they finished Edmonton with the way they finished LA can still be a tough out Colorado if they can get their game back to the level of last year don't count them out so the West still has capable teams but I think top to bottom the East is better I agree what do you think Alex oh yeah absolutely yeah and I you know I'm a huge proponent of the Western Conference but this is the East has been leaps and bounds better uh, but it's funny because uh, when you look at the West and specifically that Central, uh, I kind of nailed that down. I liked Minnesota at the beginning of the year, but I said it would come down to Minnesota, Dallas, Colorado, and you know based on how we you know what we expect from Colorado, we, you know we, the variance obviously, especially with we didn't expect as many injuries, of course, but we thought you know once again like a team winning the Stanley Cup have that little bit of a hangover get things on track in the second half, and they did that and did a great job, like I said, despite losing having so many guys out. Uh, for most of the year, but this Dallas team, I've liked them all the way through. Like I said, even off off of last year with with uh, the way they lost in Game Seven, I just felt like they were going to use that to build into a better team, and they did. And, and now I feel like they're one of those dangerous teams that could just easily make a run through this Western Conference. Like I said, I grabbed plus five fifty for them to win the West back on February sixth. Uh, so you can still grab you know six fifty is a great price. I also did take a shot. I don't have anything Bruins. Uh, individually, I, don't, I didn't, you know, go three ten or three twenty with uh, them to win the cup. But what I did do at, at MGM was I got twenty five to one on Bruins to beat Stars in the exact uh, outcome for the Stanley Cup final. Uh, so that that's a, the one future that I have. With that, and of course, I mentioned the two uh, Dallas Stars con Smythe shots I took with Ottinger and Robertson at forty to one. I also have David Pasternak at ten to one and Linus Olmark at fifteen to one. Uh, I've seen as high as twenty to one with Olmark. For Smythe, once again, if they win this series and handily, like I expect in a sweep, ten to one and sixteen to one will probably be reduced down to about plus three hundred and plus four fifty. So definitely don't want to wait on those if you like Boston to advance in this series or just even get you know, like I said, not even all the way to the to the conference finals. If you like them to win this series, those prices are going to disappear. So grab them now. The ones I'd consider for Smythe, I love the Ottinger and Robertson looks, and I even did Pavelski at 100 to 1 for just a small sprinkle for the uh, Smythe. But I like the Toronto looks as well because I think they could make a deep run if they get past if they get past Tampa Bay. So Marner at 22 to 1, even Matthews at 20 to 1 
could end up seeing uh, that uh, have a chance. Like I said, the Oilers, Conn Smythe props, McDavid and Dreisaitl, 8-1 to one and 30-1 to one, uh, respectively. Uh, those are the ones I would kind of look at here more than anything else. And again, you want to be picking teams and betting players to win the Conn Smythe trophy that you think are going to be in the Stanley Cup final obviously, and have a chance to uh, win the Stanley Cup. So I think they all have uh, great uh, possibilities. But uh, we're going to get to uh, best bets to wrap it up here for this great preview show. Eddie, uh, appreciate it. you staying on with us, too, for a couple hours. I figured it would be that long. But anything you want to say, Eddie, before we uh, get to uh, best bets to wrap it up? No, just uh, th- thank you so much for having me on. And 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 uh, I... I uh... I truly believe a team from the East is going to win. And, and, and if I were, were to pick any futures, it would probably be, be Olmark or pasta to, for, for the consmite. So, um, that's, uh, I don't know what the odds are, but, 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 uh, uh that's kind of what my gut is telling me. Yeah. yeah pasta is right at the top, seven to one. to one. Yeah. And then yeah. Olmark anywhere between 15 to 20 to one. Yeah. Yeah. But now we don't even know. Is he going to start the first game? <laughs> so, yeah. True, yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah, it definitely is. And uh, we'll also hope for uh, uh, a great playoffs and exciting playoffs. And, again, we're going to have you covered on the Ice Guys show uh, throughout the playoffs. Daily shows continue. We'll break down every game, sides, totals, player props, everything. Uh, for the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs. And again, we're off tomorrow. There's no show tomorrow, but we'll be back on Monday and we'll get you ready for the four game ones taking place on Monday night. Uh, Shout out to everyone in the chat for watching. Hit the like button and to our podcast listeners as well. Back to wrap up our Ice Guys Stanley Cup playoff preview show in just a moment right after we hear from Manscaped. Support for the Ice Guys is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS. That's promo code I-C-E-G-U-Y-S at manscaped.com. If my math is correct, it's about 14 million balls that you can preserve. The Performance Package 4.0 is the complete accessory package to take care of everything that is required. You've got, of course, the Lawnmower 4.0, takes care of your facial hair, uh, and among other things, uh, you've got, of course, the Weed Whacker. I'm approaching 40. Nose hair has become a major issue. It pisses the hell out of me. I need to take care of that shit, and the Weed Whacker can help you do that. Both of these products, waterproof and a 4,000K LED spotlight for a more precise shave. And you'll also be able to take care of those delicate areas with the ball toner, with the ball deodorant. Keep you smelling good, looking good, and feeling good down in the nether regions. This complete performance package 4.0 will take care of everything for you, for all you guys out there. And it's courtesy of our good friends at Manscaped.com. So get 20% off and free shipping with the promo code ICEGUYS at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com. And use promo code ICEGUYS. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, good stuff. Uh, it is time for a Stanley Cup playoff preview show best bets. Uh, it can be anything, series prop, you know, uh, one of the point goal props that uh, 
I like, or I was going to say Kevin, but Kevin's not here anymore, uh, but <laughs> with the internet issues. But uh, yeah, anything you like uh, in the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs first round, you can use it for best bet. Alex, we'll start with you, best bet. Well, I gave out uh, the sweep for the Bruins yesterday, so we got to do something different here. We'll go with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, we'll go with the series spread, minus one and a half, plus 155. Plus 150 is, is decent as well. Like I said, this is, uh, this is their time now. To get out of the first round, this is a, a weakened Tampa Bay team, and I think uh, Toronto's going to pounce and, and take care of business within five games. So uh, let, let's lay the one and a half on the series with the Toronto Maple Leafs, plus 155. That is my best bet for the round one of the playoffs. There you go. Toronto Maple Leafs minus one and a half games, plus 155 against Tampa Bay in the first round. Best bet for Alex B. Smith. We just did the Manscaped ad. You got to have big balls to, to deal with uh, if, with Manscaped Alex to be picking Toronto in the uh, first round of a Stanley Cup playoff series as a uh, best bet material. But uh, I wish you luck with that. And honestly, I think this is if this has got to be the year uh, for them to finally do it if they're going to. Eddie, uh, best bet for you. Uh, I have the Oilers to make the conference final. Um, and uh, I really think they just got it together this year and uh yeah i got the oilers to make uh, the conference final there you go all right so uh we'll give eddie two we'll give him the eddie, eddie we'll give him the la series price even though it's a little pricey and uh eddie by the way and to win the uh west uh for the uh edmonton oilers uh we'll, we'll make that a best bet too because you seem very confident uh, in that at least to get to the uh, western uh, conference final and the uh, price on by the way if you're interested in that the uh, price currently on the uh, edmonton oilers to win the western conference is uh, plus 300 right now they've still got colorado favored over Col uh, edmonton uh, to win the uh, west so uh, edmonton you know plus 300 in that range to uh, win the uh, western conference all right best bet for me here in the uh, stanley cup playoffs I am sorry to upset our friend Terry Edelman. You know he's a pillar of this Ice Guys community, but um, Dallas Stars minus 140. Dallas, dun, dun, stars, dun, dun, Dallas, dun, stars, dun, dun, Dallas, dun, stars. Hear that every time they score a goal on now. I've heard that a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, that's their home goal song. Uh, it's better than Hall and Oates, at least for uh, Toronto. Oh, absolutely. That's, a, that's yeah. another Pantera or Hall and Oates club, any day. Breakfast yeah. Club in Vancouver. <laughs> I didn't hurt. Don't you hear that one? About me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Some of these goal songs, man, uh, not the yeah. greatest choices, but uh, even the Dallas Stars have a better one than some of these teams. But yeah, Dallas Stars, you're right, Eddie. We hear that a lot when they're at home this year. I've heard that uh, a bunch. I think you'll hear it a lot in this series. I think they're beating the Minnesota Wild. Dallas minus 140, series price over the Minnesota Wild uh, for my best bet. That'll wrap it up. Awesome show. Thanks to Eddie Lack. Alex, great job. Kevin Beach for joining us his, until his internet cut out. We appreciate it. Everyone in the chat, hit the like button. Uh, we'll be back on Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern for another edition of the Ice Guys as we get game one going and the first round series underway on Monday. So make sure you join us for that. For Alex B. Smith, Kevin Beach, Eddie Lack, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Saturday and a great weekend. We'll talk to you again on Monday for our first playoff edition of the Ice Guys presented by National Hockey Now. Mm -hmm.